Are we on now? <laughs> well, we're recording. Excellent. Because remember, we Proper. did this last year. We were having a great conversation. Yeah. And then we abruptly stopped it to start the show. New Year to you all. I'm Ian Boothby. And I'm David Dedrick. And we have our spare Dedrick in the house in case this one cannot fulfill his duties before the end of the show. That's right. Vice Dedrick. And that is our uh, good friend, uh, Jason Dedrick. Jason, welcome back to the show. Thank you so very much, guys. Good to see you in person after all this time. Yeah, you are our uh, happy boxing boy that we always uh, bring back the day after Boxing Day. You pummel me. I do. I pummel you. That's true. There's there's pummelage. And uh, and, uh, we... uh, we, we do uh, a variety of traditional things. Uh, we talk uh, Dedrick stories and such things. But we always like start by going, hey, what's up with your podcast? Because you do a podcast called uh, The Gentlemen of the, Leisure the, Who Like to Drink the gentlemen uh, of Quietly elegant leisure, yeah. by Themselves. How dare you judge us? We're in the basement. Glug, glug, glug. Yeah, it's an awful uh, address to have to type in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, it is. It's thegentlemenofelegantleisure.com. Yeah. And if I say leisure, is that okay? You should. You should, because okay. that's been a part of a debate whether it's leisure or leisure. If yeah. I say gentleman, is that okay? Because <laughs> no, I've got that's... a guy uh, with that on it right now. <laughs> gentleman, <laughs> God rest you, merry gentleman. Um, uh, who said leisure? Who said leisure? Because remember the old video game Leisure Suit Larry? Yes. Yeah, and then I think everybody said Leisure Suit Larry. Right. It really did change the dialogue. And then my uncle <laughs> said yes. leisure. Yeah. And then I think you started to say leisure. And that's about the time I started to not care so much about the show anymore. Leisure Shoot uh, Larry must have died from an STD by now. Because he was picking up women? And not being safe about it. Okay. Yeah, I think he got like the clap quite a bit. (laughs) Was that the point of the the game? I think that was the equivalent of Donkey Kong hitting you with a barrel, but like in his uh, sex game world. Okay. And so when you got like a std you just pushed enter a bunch of times in order to get it get it to, to disappear i never played uh leisure or leisure suit larry it was mm-hmm. just something you always talked about i had king's quest i had the king's quest games oh okay that's yeah. fine yeah yeah i don't know what either of those are is that a sierra game <laughs> i was gonna say it's a sierra game. they were <laughs> sell sierra games just okay. like oh, i played space quest oh there you go i did enjoy uh, those yes very much and you would click if you were lucky. Yes. And your little guy would walk very slowly back and forth around rooms looking at stuff. Okay. You were always click and then he would walk over there. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me, merchant. I am in haste kind of a thing. Yeah. But not that home. much haste. Not that much haste. <laughs> but you could set the time and he would, would run really fast. Anyway, uh, I'm going to apologize to your dear listeners. Because I'm so out of practice having regular conversations okay. with people. Oh, sure, sure, sure. All I have are work conversations. Okay. And I hate. I hate him. I hate him so much, but I don't have like I haven't seen I haven't seen friends yeah. that often wow. throughout the pandemic, and I yeah. feel I feel kind of like I'm trying to look at you both, and I don't <laughs> want to look at either yeah. of you. I don't know how to just, just lock eye wall. contact with Dave through the whole there's podcast. A, <laughs> there's a blank wall in front of oh, you. I know. I, sh- I feel like I should look at the, I'll look at the little dragon character. Over there. <laughs> anyway, uh, so in, uh, I used to explain to uh, Mr. Dedrick here to my right. When he would ask about the podcast, because sometimes he comes into the store I work at, and okay. I would say, "Do that you I, want to say what type of store it is?" Or I do. 
You do want to say? I do want to say. Oh, it's daring. It's an optical store. Okay, very good. Optical illusions. <laughs> That's all we sell are 3D posters. And see, I, don't, I can't even make jokes anymore. I'm so fucked. I'm all out of practice on talking to people. <sighs> that aren't customers. I can talk to a customer about progressive lenses, left, right, center. Want to just do that? Want to sure. Do, do you know Because here's the thing. <laughs> Remember when I was down on progressive lenses? Yes, I do remember. When and you... I was like, I was like, I'm just going to get lens glasses that don't have progressive lenses because fuck progressive lenses. Yeah, because you said they were too woke. <laughs> <laughs> too progressive. Yeah. I was wrong. And didn't I say that maybe you were wrong? <laughs> you, were, you hinted at it in a polite, in a polite way. I think because you still have your progressives. Do I? Don't you? I must have the glasses somewhere. I don't know where they yeah, are. Yeah, so these ones are just single vision. These are just single vision. So Dave yeah. is one of my customers. Okay. <laughs> and he came in and I guess said that. We also did sunglasses for you. That's right. And I probably said, I don't know, I think you'll miss them. And he went, nope. <laughs> nope. I'm an arrogant <laughs> Dedrick. Yeah. It sounds like a Sierra game that didn't make the cut. Because vision quest. You know, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you don't experiment, how will you know? You'll never grow as a person. Yeah. All right, and let me counter that with yeah. fuck around and find out. Yeah. yeah there we go. Yeah. yeah. Put that on a shirt. <laughs> yeah. So you are not wearing... Okay, we're going to get back to your podcast in yes. about an hour. That's right. <laughs> so you're not wearing progressive glasses right now. No, they're Lenses. just single vision. Okay. So the problem is, though, is that I... When I went through this change, I didn't realize how much paperwork I'd be doing at work. I'm doing so much paperwork. I'm having to take my glasses on and off and like... Or pull them down on my nose so they're like down on my nose so they can see yeah. different <laughs> magnifications or different. So yeah, it's, it's not great. It's not great. Yeah. And I can't remember what your prescription is. Terrible. Is it as terrible as mine though? Or you're not like a minus four, are you? Do you wear glasses? Mine's at all? wonky. I uh, yes, yes I do. I had the LASIK. Oh. And so, uh, but that, but I had the LASIK about uh, twelve years ago. So you know, I, it's I, I have some for reading and I have some. For distance as well, but they're not too strong. Right, yeah. and the computer when, distance is, is yeah, that's is perfect okay. for you. When I'm when I'm uh, watching good TV, I'll put on the glasses. Like if I'm <laughs> watching like something with a real good HD crisp, oh, I better check this stuff out. <laughs> I'll put on the we when we're watching. And again, people might not consider this the best, but when we're watching like a Marvel TV series or something, and there's something we're like excited to see or a Star Wars or something, we'll like okay, time to put on the good glasses. We put on our good glasses <laughs> and we put down the tablets and we actually watch the show. Right, yeah. Glass onion. Put on the good glasses. Watch all the details. And there we go. Yeah, I mean, my sense. glasses are fine for watching television. Yes, it's just up close stuff. It's just, yeah, it's just trying to read uh, paperwork and then look at the computer screen. Oh, I don't want to talk about this stupid business anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Right. I was just trying to make you comfortable. I'm going to be, see, this is, if people are delighted that I'm back on, I'm going to quickly ruin their delight. Because just, why is he so whiny this time? Why has the pandemic broken Jason Dedrick? But, and I do want to hear about the podcast, but before that, I want yeah. to do a quick quiz. Yeah. And uh, you can probably see the screen, so it ruins it for you. But uh, how many Leisure Shoot Larry games do you think there were? Seven. I cannot see the. I mean, I can see the screen, but I haven't yeah. looked at the screen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to also say that there were seven. Wow. Okay, well, uh, that would be 13. Oh, 13. <laughs> you idiot. I was. I meant seven on top of your seven. Oh, yeah. well, you're right. <laughs> yeah. But so you first, went over by the prices <laughs> Weight rules. Yeah. I win. The first one was called Leisure Suit Larry and the Land of the Lounge Lizards. And the very final one uh, came out two years ago. Leisure Suit Larry, Wet Dreams Dry Twice. Oh, is Sierra still doing them? 
<laughs> let's, uh, you know what? Uh, no. Or is it Ubisoft now? No, it's now uh, Fusion uh, Interactive, uh, it looks like. No, was, Sierra stopped doing them in 96. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Went bust. Yeah. They were absorbed into... Defunct in 2008, 14 years ago, was when Sierra went away. That's right. So, uh, but and uh, Yeah, they did uh, King's Quest, Space Quest, Police Quest. Oh. Uh, Gabriel Knight. <laughs> oh, we ruined the whole quest thing. Could have been Knight Quest there. Leisure Suit Larry. Could have been something quest that was a dirty. Quest for Glory. We're back on the quest thing. Good. And then the Half-Life uh, series started over there as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, with my glasses, I can't see... <laughs> I can't see the screen very well. Okay, good. I can I, do more quizzes. I'm doing another thing where, because uh, I have bad eyesight, so I wear uh, distance contact lenses. Yes. Okay. But I got to the point where, with my distance contact lenses, yes. if I was cooking, yeah, the 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 stovetop, the countertop, yeah. was too close to see properly. Okay. Oh, all right, that's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Too close to see properly. Yes, yes because you, were a dis- you had distance yeah, because vision. Yeah, because I had the distance and I, everything was moving out. My reading and everything was going out. And so, but if, if I took my glasses off or my contacts off, because my prescription is so bad, I would now have to get about six inches away from the stove to yes. see it clearly. That's not good. No. <laughs> so I did what I'm doing now, which is distance contact lenses. I see. And then progressives with no power in the top. Okay. Because I got the power in the top already attached to my okay. eyeball. Yeah. So I'm wearing glasses in some attempt not to wear glasses. Yes. I now wear glasses 24 hours a day and contact. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me run a suggestion by you, and this is not going to be a popular suggestion. But, like, you're a musician, right? Sort of. Have sure. you thought of just going straight blind and, like, just <laughs> using that to make your work better? Like, make, you know, really mm-hmm. getting into the music and, like, oh, that guy, you know, he's a... The blind guitar player is yeah. uh, probably really good. Like the first thing they think yeah. is like if you're a blind guy that comes in and you bring out your guitar, woof. Yeah. All right, here he comes. Here comes something. Here good. he goes, Blind Lemon Dedrick. Yeah, because yeah. there's never a guitar he player sucks. that comes out this blind and like starts playing shit, right? That doesn't happen. It's frets in the wrong spot and everything's yeah. wrong. Yeah, yeah. No but, one has the heart to tell him. Put, put the cape in the wrong place. I can go blind. Yeah. No, I shouldn't even joke about that. No, no. <laughs> I no, think... I almost, and I say I say that jokingly because I almost went blind uh, a couple of years ago. Did and you? Uh, and, and he thought yeah. it was he thought it was hilarious at the time. So ever since well, then, my problem was I couldn't play an instrument. That was the thing. It was like there was a time limit. He, no one can I learn before I go right. blind. He did emergency musical lessons, but there's nothing took. Yeah, fair enough. So podcast podcast. <laughs> I said to Dave. Wow. Um, I tried to compare it because what we would do on the show, I will explain it again, yeah. is that we would find co- cocktails, maybe obscure, maybe not obscure, maybe famous, maybe uh, thematic. And uh, we would then uh, make them and sample them. And then we would all say, and this is where it started to die a little bit inside. We would always say, oh, that tastes, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you can, fruity or dry. The part that always surprised this. me was that you... what. Is it Dave? Dave. No, Fred. No, one of the, no Dave is a non-drinker. Dave was the non-drinker, but yes. Was it you? No, it wasn't me. That's <laughs> the weird part. Are you sure? He you was, might have been pretty drunk. There's a, <laughs> I couldn't see properly. There's a role we have to, we, you know, we have to play, and he, he fills in that role in this okay. situation. But he would always be like, yeah, that's pretty good. And I'd be like, how can you be a non-drinker and like the taste? Yes. See? That's how we it's lost. so weird. <laughs> It's so weird to me. He had been a drink, a Uh-oh. mild drinker. Okay. So he wasn't that he was dead set against it. Yeah. In fact, it might be more of a moolah thing, <laughs> you know? You might be like, why am I spending money on drink? Yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, you're, but you're right. He would always say, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. And then Fred would say, mm. And I'd say, uh-huh. <laughs> and that would be it. Yeah. Or yeah. occasionally you'd go, oh, yeah. that wasn't very good. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I didn't like the taste of it. Yeah. Like it's funny. You couldn't even give the, like a movie review. Like sure. At least you could say, I don't like this movie because I didn't like where the story went or I didn't like the acting or, or the director didn't know what he was doing. And there was maybe, although even at that, I wouldn't want to do a weekly podcast of a movie review. At some point, I'd just say, they're fine. <laughs> They're doing their best. Nobody's yeah. setting out to make a bad movie to piss you off, Jason. <laughs> Will Ferrell has nothing against you. He, he does. He's I... funny, but he wasn't funny in this or whatever. <laughs> there was a bit of that. We did a movie podcast for for a while. Yeah. And uh, there was a point. Like, and, so, and sometimes I try to do a thing where like, oh, I'll fix this movie. Yeah. And so at the end, you know, like what I do is this, this, this. And there comes to a, a point where you just go, write your own damn movie. <laughs> Shut up. Like, you know, enough of that. That's you enough. know, and I'm like, yeah. I should be. And it's like, you know, the time you spend doing this you could be doing that it's like that is a fair point brain interesting and i guess i guess there is that element too where you're just kind of second guessing other people's choices you know because when they were writing it it seemed like a perfectly viable choice to them all the decisions they made and you might disagree with it but to them that's all they could think of at that time (laughs) yeah it's like when you're doing wordle and you you're just like i know this isn't the right word but i'm just going to put a word in here because because then it'll it'll clear some other letters out of the way and then i'll kind of have an idea and yeah uh, it wasn't correct you know but you know, it's the same thing. You're just like, I can't think of what to do here. So I'll just, this will work. sometimes it's compromise and there's other people involved. Sure, yeah. It isn't to do with it. And the stuff that I've done in the past that I'll look at and go like, oh, geez. And like, I could tell you the story of why it got to there. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. who cares? <laughs> we put the laugh track on and it ruined it. But why does it matter to you about the whole story of, uh, I was told it was the red green laugh track, which is the best laugh track there is. <laughs> What the it, hell does that mean? It, it isn't, by the way. It isn't, though. It's no. a terrible laugh track. Ah, it's been so long since I saw Red Green. Anyway. It, was a, it was a laugh track from Smith & Smith. <laughs> they, did they have a... I don't even think the laugh track on Smith & Smith. <laughs> Smith & Smith. Jesus, I forgot all about Smith & Smith. Um, You're welcome. Yeah. All I can remember is Morag. That's it. Well, and then And Steve. that's her name, right? Her that name was Morag. Stephen yeah, Morag. No, yeah. I, no I, just, I just remember... <laughs> I remember the, the sounds the Lovecraft uh, monster Morag. <laughs> no, she was uh, she's fine. She was there, yeah. and she did yeah. the comedy with them. And if it was the seventies, that show would have been fine. But it wasn't. It was later, and we all moved on. And then they moved on, and things moved on. They're I, still together. They're very much in love. That's but, very good. Uh, you know, he did. He's well. kept his stick on the ice. He, he did, and he, yeah. his show made money. And Is I'm that sure a he did dirty a euphemism. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's from the Red yeah, Green the Red show. Green Show was very popular. Yeah, it had very talented people in it. Well, there you go. Unlike my podcast, which not <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I shouldn't say that. But okay, so now, uh, uh, so I would say to Dave, I would say, what if we did a podcast where you tried cookies every week? Okay, and then you had to say that. Yeah. How far? How many cookies would you try? Yeah. Before you just said. They're all fine. They're yeah. all, this one has fruit. I don't, I'm not crazy about fruit in the cookie. Yeah. It's a sweet cookie. So eh, it's more of a biscuit. You say, shut up, biscuit. You just can't do it. And that's where I, that's where I started to die with it. It's yeah. just, there, was no, there was no point. Plus, nobody listened to it. That was the other, the other thing. But it's still there. And you all can listen to it. Go back and leave a comment. Every once in a while, I still get a comment. It's usually from uh, first choice plus essay writing. And it will say, oh, many happy thanks for this. Your uh, yes. love of your, this. Yeah, your is, superlative love of this 
Yeah. Is most good. Subject. Most good. On, on, uh, I don't really see them on um, the Sneaky Dragon site because we have like a spam filter. That just, if we had a spam filter, we would not get any comments. It was so just I like, would let them come through. It just yeah, <laughs> it just puts like a thousand millions of these things aside. Yeah, <laughs> they're kind of fun to go through just because the uh, AI translations of human language is pretty hilarious. Yeah, but. sometimes it actually is almost like you could almost imagine that somebody with difficulty was actually describing it, but most often it was not anything to do with it. They, that's what they want, though. They want it to sound like they're interested in the show. But it's so, like, generic. That there's no, like, specific thing, you know? Like, yeah. I love the story of when the toilet fell on Ian. <laughs> Nothing like that. Just very generic. Compliment. That's what often ours does say, though. <laughs> so it's proof that they have not listened. Yeah, he makes a nice toilet wine uh, with our jail segment. It's like, that's, what could you make in jail? You know? That's uh, too bad because... Um, sorry to interrupt. But no, I, no, please. Uh, Eve and her friend had a uh, cocktail invented for them at a restaurant they go to. In Agassiz, mm-hmm. they made a they made a cocktail for for them, and I so I was like, oh, that'd be good if Jason did it, an episode where they they made this cocktail. Well, see now now that you say this, this is the perfect idea because <laughs> my uncle Jack, yeah, on the Enright side, yes, that's the other half of the family. All right, sure. Get represented. <laughs> sure, he won a contest okay. by devising a cocktail with uh, uh, aqua aquavit. Okay, or was it advocate? A- aqua aquavelva. An, an avocado. <laughs> an avocado. An aqua, an, an aquavel. Yeah. My man puts on blue stratos. Anyway. Um, so, see, there's a theme. Yeah. It's, it's family. It's family thing. Yeah. And that's all I need. I need two drinks. <laughs> so, if you can get me each sure, sure. cocktail, yeah, and then yeah. I'll do Uncle Jack's cocktail. Yeah. And then we'll finally find out. Eve <laughs> <laughs> sounds terrible, but they all sound kind of terrible to me. What's in Eve's? I don't remember now. I'd have to look it up on my phone. We had we had some made for us uh, by our friend uh, Robin Constabaris uh, back when she was working at the arts club, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and so she made a cocktail for me. I forget the one that my mine was kind of cleverly named after me, and I blanked on it. But Pia was the uh, Pia Blossom, mm. and it was uh, you know I really like the Pia Blossom, especially I like mine too. Whatever mine was, I can't remember it. I've blocked it out of my memory for some reason. Maybe I drank too many of them. But uh, but yeah, no, it was it was it was good. Uh, no, it made me think though. Uh, I I watch this thing every day called Sandwiches of History. Okay. That's a guy who like takes old sandwich books and like makes old sandwiches. And he used to make them, and you could tell he was getting a little tired of it. And then he went like, you know, I could fix this, and that made the show work. Which was like, he, and now I'm going to plus this up. So he'll add something to it. He'll, uh, you know, add some hot sauce or a pickle or, you know, uh, something from his cupboard. And then uh, we'll grade the sandwich before and after. Yeah, it's uh, very entertaining. And it's also super short, which is really good, too. It's like about a minute and a half. (laughs) See, that could be our thing, too. Because, again, I was emulating, as I often want to, you guys. Because you guys had such fun. And I used to love, and I still do. I haven't done it lately. i got to be honest. But I used to love listening to you guys' show back when you were first doing it. We don't listen to our show either. Don't worry about it. And, and, And I said to Dave... And I think I said it to you, but I, I see you only once a year. Sure. <laughs> so we'll give it back right. to Dave. Yeah, yeah that's what the uh, court order says. Yeah, once a year. <laughs> that's right. But you guys would be talking, and I would want to say, ah, but I can't because I'm uh, four days after it's actually been recorded, and I cannot contribute any noises to it. I have that and, problem. And Dave said that was what you guys were shooting for, was that you wanted to be listening in on a conversation that you also wanted to partake in. And yes. that is what you guys had. And that's what we kind of had on our show, too. 
Uh, but I think I said sometimes one guy would try to rein it back into cocktails, which was the last thing that we needed to talk about. And then, and this was the thing that I've said to you guys before, this is, you should just play the best of me. <laughs> it's all the same all right, thing. let's go to it. Cut to it. Because well, at least once a year I mention Star Wars and I tell you guys that I'm not a Star Wars fan. And then I go on about all this Star Wars stuff. I'm like the non-smoker that, that used to smoke or vice versa. I really don't have a big opinion on it. But now I'm watching it, yeah. and now I have an opinion. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a fanatic, and yet I'm talking about it all the time. Anyway, I would end up doing that on our show. Yeah. Do you know maybe maybe it's your coworkers who don't like having conversations with you? <laughs> maybe it's the other way around. It's not you who are sick of. Huh. No, I'm not sick of my coworkers. You're not sick of your coworkers. No. Well, yeah. You said you were sick of talking with them. I, I don't know what I said. Anyway. <laughs> Things were said. So you're walking that back. Things down. were said that were Trying. regretted. Okay, well, I'll go. I'll, here's, I will hold you to it. Let me touch on one more thing that I always bring up. Okay, and that my real uh, and this sounds sh- shitty to all my friends, but that's okay. My real <laughs> comedy partner friend was Mike Roberts. Yes, and we had the shorthand, and I haven't been able to develop the shorthand with anybody else anymore. Mm-hmm. Sure. So any every other thing is just like ah. You didn't get that because you don't know about that one Love Boat episode that we we're trying to reference or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My Hal Linden references are falling flat on these people. I'm just like, I don't, when, when do I get to have fun again? I don't, I mean, it wasn't even, it was great fun. It was just that somebody else understood what yeah. you were going to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my coworkers can talk about eyeglasses. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I used to have a friend in uh, high school. Uh, who who you could talk to about um, uh, Nazis. And again, I wasn't a war fan. I was more in that uh, uh, phase of... You're Nazi adjacent. <laughs> That's what it says on my shirt. <laughs> um, was the... Uh, Punch the guy next to me. The, <laughs> <laughs> is the... Uh, the um, uh, the, uh, the thing that you have when you're a teenager and you're better than everybody else. And so now I would look at like the Nazis and I just made fun of them, right? And, and everything was somehow you were trying to twist it that way. Yeah. But again, that's a, a slippery slope and you can't do that with everybody else. But Murray, who was a World War II fan, would yeah. come in with some cutting remark and you'd go, aren't we clever? <laughs> but he was my, my, my Nazi friend. <laughs> Put it on. He's dead. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a bad example. But you know what I mean? Like when you got uh, someone that you can joke about a well, particular thing. This yeah. is gonna be a tough one to dedicate people to. Uh, got a list. All right, not, there we go. It's not supporting Nazis. I want to be clear on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It was making fun of them. But again, sometimes if you want That's to- where we're gonna start the show, by the way. It's not supporting Nazis. I want to be really clear about this. And then the sneaky dragon theme song starts. <laughs> It was like when Steven Spielberg said, we're not going to make fun of Nazis anymore. And he's right, you know. But at the same time, he did it so good. And you're like, oh, <laughs> we weren't cheering for them in the Indiana Jones movie. No. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mel Brooks is still doing it and, you know, doing it well. And we'll, you know, good for him. Yeah. When, when Mel Brooks passes away, <laughs> then we'll stop. Right. <laughs> then we'll make fun of the neo-Nazis. Because, yeah. you know, they, then we'll shine the spotlight over there. Neo, no, there's nothing fun about Neo. The character or any, a new version of any old thing is always too close. Too close. Agreed and agreed. Yeah. So what you liking with Star Wars? What, uh, uh, what's not to, I don't know. Where did you, what, how did you guys? I know, since we've seen you, there's been about 16 TV shows. Yeah, I right. know. We were talking about The Mandalorian the last time. Sure. 
and that was, uh, and I think I spilled, I, spilled I, I, I jumped at, anyway, it was the final, the finale had just been on okay. of season two. Right. And you guys were going to talk about it, and we kind of alluded to it, but we weren't allowed to say too much. And I think I said a little too much, but I <laughs> And then when I was on the show last year, Dave said, hey, did you watch the first episode of Boba Fett? And I said, oh, no, I didn't watch it yet. And he says, oh, I watched it. And then he made it, everybody that takes their helmet off looks like a potato. <laughs> Did you guys? It's a classic, in? Dedrick. <laughs> Did you guys go into the? All were of the were stuff? you just talking about the Mandalorian Mr. Potato Head action figure? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> no, because that does exist. I'm talking about. I think it's become a more. It's become a very common thing for people to say now. I've noticed, which is, you know, there's a classic scene of Darth Vader taking off his helmet yeah. in uh, Last Jedi. Right. He's he's a potato. Yeah. And then same thing with Boba Fett. He takes off his helmet. You're like, this guy's gonna be so cool looking. He's like, you know, the suave bounty hunter. And he takes a helmet and you're like, oh, he's the potato. <laughs> it's weird. Weird well, choice. A, there's a reason that you wear a mask. <laughs> it's not because you're uh, Well, I don't think uh, you should Johnny wear a mask. Looks. I don't think you should wear a mask that makes it look like that's how you're forming your head. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the mask is there to keep your head like in that shape. Yeah, that was always like the thing I remember with comics where we saw Wolverine and he, he they didn't have his mask off for a very long time. And then at some point he took his mask off and his hair looked like his mask. It, it did the same thing and it was like, is that because your hair got shaped by the mask? Yeah. Or, or the mask was made. It? The mask has like a shape so that the hair tucks into this. The contours of the mask. Like yeah. A bathing cap somehow. Yeah, yeah. It takes about, <laughs> takes about a long time for me to put it on. It was like, oh my God, we were, we're trying to leave in the X-Men jet. What is it called? The X-Jet? The X-Jet? Uh, uh, Blackbird. Blackbird. We're trying to leave in Blackbird. We're waiting for Wolverine. You would think it would be the X-Wing, but that's Star Wars. That's a Star so Wars thing. Wouldn't yeah, it make sense steal. the X-Wing would be the X-Men no, thing? I should have grabbed it early. Should have. Missed out. Yeah. yeah. Was the was the plane in the comics in the sixties? Because they could have claimed everything. No, I think the plane showed up like in the with the new X Men. Oh, okay, yeah, so in, the, in the in the seventies. Oh, giant size X Men number one. I think that was the first time you saw the plane. <laughs> uh, before then, X Men comics were still being published, but they were all reprints, as you know. Uh, <laughs> Professor X was dead, and uh, they brought him back. He well, turned out he was an alien. I think it was an alien. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'll just say about the Boba Fett series that it was a disappointment. I. Watched all of the Boba Fett series, mm-hmm. and I too. I didn't finish it, but I, oh, you didn't? No. Oh, you didn't miss the big David Dedrick tribute episode. <laughs> We're a potato. <laughs> I watched all of it. I. Uh, it was funny because everybody joked about the same joke, and it was the best part was when it turned into the Mandalorian. Yes. Right. Oh, the Mandalorian appears. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, weird. That's the other thing. It looked like it looked like. Okay, here's what it looked like to me. It was like, oh, this is one of those uh, series where we're now going to have a spin-off series in the series that will then spin off into a show called The Mandalorian. Mandalorian came first. What? You're doing this backwards, man. What are you talking about? I've never seen a spin-off pilot in the show that's are, you don't what it would be like an episode of Laverne and Shirley where like Fonzie shows off up and then him and Richie go off and have an adventure and there's no Laverne and Shirley for two episodes <laughs> two, for two complete episodes and it's like well wait is this just happy days yeah, what are yeah. you doing yeah. <laughs> I was still fine I mean it was enjoyable yes yeah. yeah I just feel like the problem with Star Wars for me is there's always a sort of paucity of imagination where they're so beholden to the original characters and stuff like that. They just cannot escape the black hole, the gravitational hole of, of those characters. Like they're always, always, you know, coming, you know, like Luke Skywalker appearing uselessly 
getting getting Baby Yoda at the end. Was the was that the second season finale? Yeah. Why is that useless? Because it the seems like the only like he had to go to a Jedi uh, to be trained. So what what's a better? Yeah, but then Jedi? Mandalorian comes and takes him away, doesn't he? Uh, spoiler alert! Well, some choices are made. <laughs> some choices are made. Like it just seems silly. Like why? Why did they even do that? They just did it so people people got their pants wet. It's because they had to perfect the technology to make Luke Skywalker look real <laughs> enough so that they could do the new Indiana Jones movie. I'll tell, I'll tell, oh. I'll tell you something I did like about that scene though was uh, so me. we're just watching like what's that. I just said silly me. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Uh, but uh, we watched Rogue One uh, a couple of days ago, and I haven't seen that in many, many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I liked Andor, so I was eh, I'll watch this and see if I like it more. Uh, and I did like it, but I didn't like it like at the end where Darth Vader's doing super cool Oh, no, that's dumb. Super cool stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. And it's like, okay, you know, these uh, you know real grounded, non-magic-based characters are doing all this stuff, and yeah. then, like, Magic Sand shows up, <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah, you're fighting a wizard, man. That's the problem, and you're yeah. going to... Now it's going to be a wizard fight. Yeah, okay. yeah. But, but the, so the coolest part of that wasn't the sacrifice and whatever. It was cool Darth Vader at the end killing guys we should be on board with, you know? And it's like, no, you can't have the Nazi at the end be the cool guy. Yeah. Um, <coughs> But then, yeah. so I liked that uh, in uh, Mandalorian because it was like Luke was the cool guy coming out. And he was doing what you've wanted to see Luke do for a long time, which is just like, come out and just kick a lot of ass, Clean a house. lot of <laughs> robot ass. But you didn't, but we don't see it though, do we? He just, you just hear like a bunch of fighting and then he shows up. I think no, it's no, all no, on security no. cameras. It's all on security cameras. Oh. So, you know, he comes in and there's these robots that they've set up, mm. droids. There's these robots <laughs> that they've set up uh, as yeah. being beyond the regular droids and they're amazing yeah and you know one of them is super hard to fight and he's just yeah. going through them like butter and it's like yeah oh you just made luke cool that was the thing luke has never really been cool he's always like just showing up and going <laughs> <laughs> i've you got know. a great plan <laughs> yeah let's disguise ourselves this, as i'm gonna go on this diving board and i'm gonna yeah. do a triple flip backwards <laughs> and then <laughs> here's how we'll sneak into jabba the huts Leia, you'll dress in a bikini. What? Mm-hmm. That's I right. Did I agree to as this? As sexy as possible. <laughs> Sex it up. And then you're, you're in charge of strangling them. You're four foot three, <laughs> yeah. but you're going to get a chain around a 12 foot slug. <laughs> Just pull yeah. now, now we assume how his uh, windpipe works is. <laughs> it's right on the outside. You know it? he breathes through his sides. What? <laughs> Damn it. Push well, my new theory, and I think I've said it on your show. So get your check, get your get your checklist out, folks. I think I said this on those Jason Dedrick bingo card was because we were talking about how because for a while there they were showing Rogue One, and then they would show A New Hope right after it. Yeah, to try to blend it in, so you could see the glaring differences between <laughs> these two Darth Vaders. Yes, right. yes. And that's what I said. Uh, you can do anything you want with the Force. Yeah. Once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so much cool stuff. Yeah. It's only ever used once. <laughs> yes. You ever watch that Ryan George guy? He does the pitch meetings. You ever look yep. at the pitch meetings? Yep. And his Star Wars ones I got a kick out of. Yeah. And he talked about uh force speed in uh, 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 the Phantom Menace. Okay. Uh, the, the two guys, the two Jedi's, whatever. Quig, Quig, Quay, and Wee Way. Quig, Guan. Ishmael. Call me Ishmael. <laughs> they did Force Speed. Yeah. And then Ryan George as the pitch guy says, oh, so they're going to use that all the time? Nope, never again. And that's <laughs> it, because they never did. And yeah. uh, in, in, uh, in, 
the Obi-Wan thing, you know, Darth yeah. Vader breaks that guy's neck, right? When he's yeah. Anakin slash Darth coming through there, dragging people along. He's never done that since. Yeah, yeah. I would do that all the time. <laughs> That's all I would do is I would just yeah. drag people around if I was that. Yeah. Well, he's only ever just once. Mm-hmm. Well, this he seems weird, like, once. the problem, like... Except for grabbing stuff. You can get your lightsaber as much, <laughs> much as you want. It seems mm-hmm. weird that, like, this guy, like, broke the necks of, like, eight people in a hallway, just, like, threw them around like ragdolls. Yeah. And then, like, half an hour later, someone on the ship is going, like, you and your old, musty <laughs> Jedi ways. P.U., Stinky. Like, did you hear? He killed eight people. No, they wouldn't have because those guys are dead. They're all dead. Yeah, but weren't there Imperial troops there with him? I don't think so. No, I think it was oh, just uh, Vader's doing himself? a solo, a solo. killing spree. Well, this is my – yeah, this is a Star Wars <laughs> question. Solo. This is a Star Wars question I have, which is – you know, because you do have Han Solo, uh, like, saying, you know, yeah, your religion's full of shit and uh, get out of here, you. Uh, all that business. I was like, do people believe in the Force? So, like, when, when Darth Vader is doing that neck snap and stuff with, you know, uh, Obi-Wan, you know, Obi-Wan, are people like, what the shit? Like, we didn't know he could do this. Or were they like, here comes that guy who can snap a bunch of necks. Like, we don't, do we know that it's yeah. that or do yeah. we know that it's not? Because, you know, what's what's up? Hmm. Like, I'm not sure if the Rogue... Like, the Rogue One folks, you have the one guy going, like, I believe in the Force, and everyone's like, yeah, good on you. That's nice. Good for you. I hear he's also vegan. Don't ask him about it. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Um, but yeah, do they believe, like, oh, no, the Force is a thing? Yeah. You know, or or what? Have you, you know? heard the good and news about the Force? Yeah, because it feels like in that uh, in, in that scene where the guy's, you know, your, your religion's dumb. You know, and then he gets like, oh, 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 oh. I was like, oh, did you not know this guy could do this? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, there's a kind of rumor flying around that he's magic, right? In fact, yeah. so magic that he can choke someone in another ship, <laughs> you know, miles away. Yeah. And also, by the way, well, that's a power to use. Like, can you do that just with people that you can see through a screen? <laughs> and could you do that through like a security camera? Yeah. Because that's a good way to beat people. Is like, oh, my neck just snapped because a guy looked at me through <laughs> a TV camera. <laughs> you can only do it once. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> only do it once. That does that does make a lot of sense. Because uh, in the if Rogue One, he throws a guy against the ceiling, but by the time you get to New Hope, that's the guy that it says oh, your thing. He's just grabbing by the scruff of his neck and lifting him up. It is like he's doing, like, he just said the wrong thing. Just like, oh, that was awkward. Oh, boy. Oh. This guy. Yeah, he is tired, though. He did go on a murder spree. It may, I don't know if the force, like, you need to recharge or what you have to. You do in the video games. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I haven't played that one. <laughs> I just want, although it's most of them. Um, I just wonder if, like, yeah, the Rogue One guys, like, or, or when I was watching Andor, and it's, again, it's all this grounded stuff, and they're planning all this stuff. And, like, do any of these guys know that they're going up against an evil cackling wizard with lightning fingers? <laughs> do they know that's the that's the end game? Or are they just, mm. like, it's a bureaucracy. It's, like, it's, you know, a fascist, yeah. you know, uh, thing. But, like, you don't know something very important. Hitler's magic. <laughs> Hitler has magical powers. Yeah. And he gets them from the Smurfs. And he can eat them, and that gives him his uh, My friend power. Murray would get this. See, but you can't do this joke with anybody. And that's why this one works. That's a great example. Yeah. Murray? Murray, the guy that was the Nazi. Oh, he likes Smurfs as well? <laughs> he also likes Smurfs? And oh, Hitler. No, no, but that's... We're he, knows, that. he knows that Hitler ate Smurfs. <laughs> Listen, Gargamel is loosely based on Hitler, and I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> but not today. Yeah. 
but as you say, of course, of Andor, and I loved Andor, and mm-hmm. I almost I haven't loved, seen it. You didn't watch no, it. I know, I know, you haven't seen it because of what you were just saying earlier, which is like, <laughs> you know, what's always the case in Star Wars? <laughs> they always do that. They don't do it in Andor, but they got this. They oh, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. They don't do any of that. I've been so disappointed in the last few shows. I just have a hard time getting. We went through a list. I said to Dave, like name, uh, like on the air, we said this, so you can. Uh, uh, but I said, like, <laughs> well, name all the things you hate about Star Wars, and it, it listed like ten things. None of them. Yeah. None of those things. Are, I hate lightsabers. Not in there. I don't. I don't mind lightsabers. I think lightsabers are fun. It looks cool. Yeah. It feels cool. It's cool. But they don't do any of the Jedi business. Mm. There's no magic. There's yeah. no Jedi. There's no this. There's, there's not. No. In fact, the most frustrating thing when you're just was sort of going through your YouTube yeah. uh, stuff was your suggestions because I'll watch Screen Crushes. 51 Easter eggs you missed in this. But everybody's got a theory like, ah, but this guy is Force-sensitive. And this guy says, stop, don't let him, they'll tell you when he's Force-sensitive. I don't need you to guess whether or not the assistant to the guy, maybe she's Force-sensitive? No, don't don't worry about it. It's mostly about dumb uniforms that these dumb people (laughs) in this dumb organization (laughs) have to wear. I'm going to say the one thing that, uh, and again, this is not spoiled, because they don't use it but i think they should have used it is like you know uh they've still got floating technology mm-hmm. like that's the thing like in uh, star wars you can drive your car and it floats sure, and it's like yeah. oh, that's nice floating technology yeah. so they have a thing where like like there's, uh, there's like a stretcher and the stretcher floats and 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 in the things that they're trying to do and the problems that they have <coughs> A floating stretcher would be very useful. Yeah. Because there are things that are bad with the floor. I didn't even and think they don't that. even yeah. like bring that up as I was just like, how the heck are we gonna beat this? Well, what we gotta do is we gotta wait for this, so this or this, and we can climb onto this. And like, yeah, okay, and then a floating stretcher goes by, uh-huh, that's what we're gonna do. How about the floating stretcher? Mm-hmm. We can talk about that. I'm gonna work on the plumbing. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> We're going to do it all Great Escape style. Old school. Yeah, a real old school floating thing over here. We could use that. That would work 100%. That would get us out of this You've never problem. even seen plumbing in the Star Wars universe before. <laughs> now? We saw, I guess not. I was thinking of the garbage thingy. In there. Yeah, yeah it's got the garbage monster in there. Yeah. For some reason. For some reason? Right? Brand new space station. Because it's exciting. You've got a well, compactor. Ass- and it's exciting. I assume that the garbage monster is basically their composter. Like, he would take the organic stuff oh, and it would okay. turn it into whatever the thing is that he... Everybody should have one of those. Yeah. And by the way, <laughs> yes. I felt kind of bad, like, when I watched Star Wars the other day, because I did watch Star Wars because it came, came on right after Rogue One, because um, <laughs> uh, it was like, oh, who dies in this? Well, the garbage monster dies. I'm like, well, the garbage monster didn't have, you know, poor garbage monster. And there's also that cute little uh, little droid that's like the little scared dark droid that comes in and, like, sees Chewbacca and goes, ah! And then, like, leaves. I'm like, oh, that guy, he's a little cutie. He dies. Oh, yeah, he dies. I guess, too, because everything blows up in the Death Star. Okay. Yeah. They'll blow up. Boom. <laughs> this uh, popped into my mind, actually, as far as Star Wars questions go. Uh, the Trash Monster is a good example. Uh, I think this is this was in the Boba Fett series. You watched all of the Boba Fett series? No, not the end. Not okay. the end. So he and the guy that's like Greedo but isn't Greedo right. have to go okay. out and they dig out. They're digging in the sand. Speedo. <laughs> <laughs> and he wears one. That's all he wears. Yeah, though. wow. Yeah. And they're digging for... He's a German alien. Something. I forget what they're digging for. They're going to find water or they find nuts full of water. Yeah, that's that right. One. Water nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but they find a big creature. A six-armed, yeah. tailed... Man creature. Okay. Yeah. 
Now he looks the same as anybody that was at the cantina. Oh, I see. Where's the where do you where's the cutoff point between who you can talk to and who you can't talk to? <laughs> right. Could they have talked to the trash monster? Yeah. He's just, I, hey, I got I fell down here too. I'll help you out. <laughs> it's a living. <laughs> yeah, it's a Flintstone. That thing. You, uh, you you can't talk to, but he looks like you could talk to him. Mm. The guy that runs the antique store, he looks like a thing, but you can talk to him. Where is the uh, cutoff kind of. point? And I had several examples back yeah. when I thought I was going to be on here before. <laughs> before, But that was the one that jumped out at me. So yeah. This six-armed guy. And again, they choked him. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, got him. they all got uh, throats. Bring him down. They all got throats. <laughs> Get off of Tatooine, man. It, it, the one thing I really related to in Boba Fett was like a character in Star Wars who needed a nap, like a lot. And he was just like, well, I'm done. Eh, I'm going to go take a nap. And just like taking his nap. And like the worst moment is where he gets woken up from the nap. Yeah. And yeah. like, oh, like, no, that's not cool. Yeah. Don't wake him up from the nap. The best part of that show was the, the kids on their space scooters. Oh, Because <laughs> they were mods who were modified. So they were mod mods. Oh, yeah. Modified mods. Yeah. That doubled around on me a little bit too much. Just like, I know, that's a little too on the nose. And it's a little too colorful. And it's a little too, they're all a little too slow. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I really enjoyed Andor, and I thought that you would enjoy Andor. I will eventually watch it. Yeah. I will eventually watch it. I have so much on my plate these days. Uh, Television-wise? No. Okay. (laughs) Just that big plate of food you've been working on? Pound of wings. Although, (laughs) the other day, I fell asleep watching something on television. On Christmas Christmas Day night, actually. Believe it or not, I was tired. I had made two dinners that day, so (laughs) I was was pooped. So I I was watching something on YouTube, and I woke up. Hours later, laying on the couch, it was like 2.30 in the morning at this point, and it was playing through a three-hour-long supercut, something I'd never heard of before. It was a show. It's a Canadian. You remember when I loved the Lizzie Bennett? I still love the Lizzie Bennett Diaries, but I used to go on and on about it in the past. Right. It's a great one-camera, one-room, kind of a vlog retelling of uh, Pride and Prejudice. So you have like a, a girl doing like a... A journalism project or something like that, some sort of project where she's having to do a vlog and then her sisters keep coming in the room and talking to her and then other people come and it basically t- retells the story of Pride and Prejudice through through these one room, you know, talking to a computer camera oh, thing. And this is on YouTube? Yeah, it's really good. Oh, Lizzie Bet- and it's scripted really good. then? Yes, it's scripted. Yeah, um, yeah. Huh. It's quite good. Yeah, quite good. Okay. I would say it's the only show, the only Pride and Prejudice adaptation that gets uh, Wickham right. Every other, every other adaptation, Wickham is like a disaster. He's either like bland or peculiarly unattractive that you can't understand why. Why would Elizabeth be not looking at Darcy and looking at this weird Wickham creature? This doesn't make any sense. And you know who Wickham is, right? I don't remember. No, I was thinking like, it, it's the lead Ewok is Wickham. It Believe was, me. He was for played our, by, uh, what's his name? That yes, guy. Uh, for our Pride yeah, and Prejudice yeah. fans, they're, they're eating this up. So anyway... Um, so I was so I'd wake up at season three of this. Uh, I can't even describe what it is because I, I ended up going back and rewatching the first season of it because of this Christmas debacle, or just in general. No, just because I oh, okay. woke up and uh, woke up and was it was in the middle of this third season. I was like, well, this looks kind of weird and fun. So I went back, and so it's a similar thing to Lizzie Bennet Diaries. It's the idea that this uh, university student is doing like a vlog and she's talking to us as the audience, and things are happening around her. And so her roommate disappears mysteriously, and she's, like, trying to figure out what happened to her. And she gets this obnoxious roommate that moves in. 
And so it slowly reveals that this roommate is a vampire and who's staying in a room. And then like, there's some sort of like uh, death cult that is trying to like, it's going to sacrifice students okay. to a, to a, uh, some sort of like a uh, weird God that lives in the, <laughs> in some sort of chasm inside this university, but it's all happening. Like it's all being told to you. Cause you know, they just have the budget to actually show you all these things. So they're coming going, whoo, big things are happening outside. <laughs> the stuff like that. Right. But it's so much fun. It's so charming. And I really enjoy them because they're obviously like just a bunch of young people who thought this would be really great to do. We'll make a set. We only have to have one set. Yeah. Uh, the next season's a bit more ambitious to have more than one set. Or at least they have different angles to the set. But yeah, so it's just like telling you this kind of long story in little five-minute segments. Oh. Uh, it's just fun. It just zips along and uh, you can just turn it on while you're shaving. Watch, <laughs> watch you know, 20 minutes about whatever and then you go, oh, my, the stuff's dried all over my face. I better finish up here. <laughs> but yeah, it's good. It's called Carmilla. Carmilla. Okay, yeah. cool. And there was 100 episodes of the Lizzie Bennet Diaries. Uh, yeah, but I think if you, you can watch a supercut that inter, inserts some of the other ones that they did as well, because okay. there's some that were like, her sister did some, and then there were some that were, uh, yeah, so, that, but it's really good. I highly recommend it. All right. Unfortunately, I caught it just, I learned about it just as it ended, so I kind of, I kind of missed out on the, the, actually having to wait for an episode, which I guess is fine, like, would have been painful to have to wait for episodes to appear it's sort of fun to just turn it on and just go through a whole bunch of these little five minute yeah it's fun to binge things because they're so short so and carmilla kind of uses a similar thing where it has like a little musical short little musical thing like ding 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 ding, and then just shows like the credit for carmilla then it then it goes into the rest of the segment and then it ends so you know that each new segment is a new segment because it has this little introductory uh thing so you're like ah okay like riding on the sky train whipping along but it's such a good idea. Like, if you have, like, a, a fun idea like that, you know, to, to, to do it cheap, you just need one camera, one set. And a dream. And you just have to be careful that your actors... And a strong opinion about Wickham. <laughs> Wickham, Wickham. Well, Get it right! Because well, Wickham, like, the problem is... is like It's in, your heart, man. In adaptations of Pride and Prejudice... So, in Pride and Prejudice, Wickham is sort of like the alluring villain. And he kind ah. of he kind of uh, casts a spell over something. Over Wickham Lizzie. this way comes. Yes, <laughs> he kind of casts a spell over Lizzie. But when you watch the movie or TV adaptations, you're like, why would this wet noodle like entice her away from a handsome fellow like Colin Firth or whoever's playing Darcy? Because he never smiles. Colin Firth never smiles. Well, Darcy <laughs> is quick with a smile. But yeah, but it's not until, uh, in my opinion, that uh, Lizzie Bennet Diaries that you finally get when you're like, oh, I get the appeal. All right. I well, see. No, I got. To check out Wickham's in future viewing. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone out there, uh, question of the week. List your favorite Wickham's in order. Your ten top ten Wickham's. Oh, that's a lot. Dave could. Oh, yeah. Dave could Wickham this up. I don't think I, I don't really have top ten Wickham's. But. He, has, he has a website called Wickampedia. Which is all <laughs> that's it. There you go. Oh, something oh, Wickham this week. He's back. Was okay, but he's back. That was the winner. <laughs> Uh, I, I am out of here. Thank you so much. I wish we could end the show now. Uh, hey, fellas, mm. weird thing happened to me uh, yesterday. Okay. I'll tell you a weird thing Kay. if you're down with this. Oh, I sure. love a weird thing. Uh, sure. Apparently, I was in uh, most of the British papers today. You were? I was. You? I was in the mirror. I was in the express. Okay. I was in the mail. And okay. I think all of them have Do you have like a Google alert for your name? Uh, look, there's no, there's no point. Why are you bringing that up? Why well, you got to be that guy who's like saying just that kind of curious. thing? Curious? Yeah, maybe I do. Uh, and usually it's like I was do for it, mine. Wasn't Thor? No, that was a character. Yeah. Thing. 
Yeah. Okay. So 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 here's what happened to me yesterday. Okay. Was I'm uh, I'm on Twitter. Yes. And I'm tweeting as you sure. do. I'm putting on my jokes and whatnot. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, long story short, uh, Greta Thunberg. Um, uh, uh, is, uh, is, is tweeted at by Andrew Tate. Do you know Andrew Tate? I don't know Andrew, Andrew Tate. Is this, is this the guy with all the cars? Andrew Tate has a lot of cars. He mm. is uh, a mixed martial arts fighter, okay. uh, a misogynist, and, uh, poss- and possible accused human trafficker. I believe they're called masseuses. Very good. Okay, that was good. Uh, unfortunately, I said human trafficker, which was unfortunate in that same sense. Um, but okay, so anyway, he's a bad piece of shit. So okay. anyway, he um, he tweets her and is yeah, uh, yeah. saying how I, like, I did see this. I've got like uh, this uh, real great car and yeah. all this kind of stuff. Yeah, and then she gives him a zinger back. Yeah. about you know uh, small, small dick energy, small dick yeah. energy, yeah. and whatnot. And uh, and then I make a little uh, taggy joke about it and what oh. whatnot. Okay. So anyway, it's a tag. It's a taggy joke. Just about if it's historical okay. figures had Twitter, they would have. There'd be a lot more quotes like this in books <laughs> and what have you. And then I look. I look up like uh, about an hour later, and it's got uh, uh, two million views. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Okay, so, <laughs> but what's why? Why this kind of got all brought up? Yeah. Was first of all, for some reason, the, her zinger was like front page news. In yeah, England, yeah, uh, and then they went, and other people responded, yeah. and then they put my thing up there as well, and <laughs> wow. so it's in all these newspapers. Huh. But what happened was he did a zinger back. Now, are you familiar with what happened with this? No, because it's fucking great. Okay. So anyway, he went to Romania uh, to make this to rate the zinger. <laughs> no, he went to Romania because. He said uh, that I, I'm uh, 40% less likely uh, to be arrested for, and it was like some sort of sex crime sort of thing. Oh. Because he's a piece of shit. And yeah. and uh, and a while back, uh, he was accused of human trafficking because he had some people in his house that didn't want to be in his house. And, oh. And the uh, police let out of his house. Yeah. And more things have happened since then. So anyway, uh, so yeah, he does the thing about, I got a good car. She goes, zing, zang, zoom. And then he goes, you know what? I'm going to win a fight with a teenage girl on social media. <laughs> Which, you know. Sure. So picture him now as Wiley Coyote. Yes. And Wiley Coyote goes, I got some dynamite right here. Yeah. His dynamite is, he does like a tweet where he's sitting very smug and saying, I guess what you're saying is you got a small dick and you get it's just stupid. <laughs> but he's got some pizza in front of him. Okay. There's pizza boxes. Yeah. And these pizza boxes in front of him um, uh, are Romanian. And so the Romanian government goes, oh, he's in Romania. We're looking for this guy. Immediately arrest him. Ooh. He's in fucking jail now <laughs> for human trafficking <laughs> and many other horrible, horrible things. Oh. But he got put in jail Including because being he decided to do a tweet back, yeah. zinger uh, to her that I'm in the thread of. So then my tweets also go up. Wow. And uh, yeah, it's all about me. But, sure, sure. but I'm just somehow. I hope in you promoted Sparks during all this. The, oh, God, I wish I had. Actually, sort of I do because you know, if you go to my page, it's the first thing that's there. Uh, but yeah, so he tried uh, winning a fight with a teenage girl on the, and ended up in jail. Da 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 da. da sock it to me. <laughs> there you are. So that's uh, that was my uh, semi weird uh, day. Oh, that's nice. That's good. Was seeing like, why am I in all the British papers? Oh, well, that's why. Why am I trending nationwide, <laughs> worldwide? Yeah. Uh, how it, did I bring down this? Movie? It's <laughs> not usually good. My my wife's trended. I've had another friend who's trended. It's never been good when everyone's trending. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just spent yesterday wrestling a, a, a new cover onto our our car shed. That's, that's how 
my, my mundane and well, he was a is. mixed martial artist, so there is a bit yeah. of a, a wrestling segue guy. into yeah, that. A bit yeah. of a wrestling element. He there. fought Carshed. He fought a, a guy named Carshed. Yeah, yeah. He was one of the wrestlers. Carshed. I'm Carshed. You can't get me. Whatever the people say, I don't know. Attacking the chicken. It's been a long time. Oh, fuck! And then they go. Oh, we're all like... WWF references. Yeah. Like, mm, a little <laughs> Macho Man reference here for, <laughs> for the kids. Are the kids going to get this <laughs> one? Well, you know, I don't. We don't play for the kids. Miss Elizabeth. Miss Elizabeth. Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. yeah. Wait, are we still, uh, back on Pride and Prejudice? No. This <laughs> <laughs> I am Wickham, <laughs> Macho Man, Wickham. <laughs> You will know. His weird way of talking. Call me Darcy. (laughs) Hit him with a chair. (laughs) Boom. Do people still hit each other with chairs in wrestling? You got me. Okay. You got me. It's been a long time since I watched a wrestling match. Jason? I too. I'll throw this into your ring. I don't. <laughs> oh. Throw a chair into my ring. <laughs> no, I don't know. I haven't even watched. I didn't even watch Glow when it was on Netflix. Oh, I watched the first season. It was yeah. very good. Because I used to enjoy the Glow program back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> Purely for research. Purposes. <laughs> I was trying to learn how to masturbate. <laughs> I guess. Maybe that's sort of. It was weird they had commercials for that. G.I. <laughs> Joe style. 15 steps. <laughs> Halfway through. <laughs> What's you the too. problem? You seem tense. <laughs> you too can masturbate. The more you with know. The <laughs> and knowing is half the battle. <laughs> Go, Joe! <laughs> I've told the story too much, but uh, one of the Glow uh, women asked me out once, and uh, my friend, and uh, asked us if we wanted to go to the Playboy Mansion that night. And I said no, because I had other th- stuff to do. <laughs> and that's my story. <laughs> You're sticking and to I was it. also, I had a girlfriend at the time. Right. And then I told my, my girlfriend about that, and she went, you fool. <laughs> um, you should tell me what the Playboy Mansion is like. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> now you'll never get a chance to go. Yeah. So, but it was the actual real glow wrestlers. Yeah, the real back go, in the glow day. wrestlers. Oh, yeah. yeah, there was one. That, the, two of them were uh, were doing a signing at a comic book shop. Me and my friend, who was semi famous at the time, uh, we went into the comic book shop, and uh, not a lot of people were uh, talking to them. And they were there signing some comic book that was glow related. And we ended up talking to them, and they went like, "Our dates bailed on us for tonight. Do you want to go to the Playboy Mansion for this thing?" And uh, and uh, <laughs> you said no. Yeah, dum dums. I think I would have said no too, and then I would have kicked myself. <laughs> yeah, I would have. Like, oh, there's just something I would have said no. Too. You know what? The Playboy Mansion is going to be open forever. That's fine. I don't need to see it now. I'll see it later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well. Wow. I could have like I had a hot tub with James Caan. I like to think yeah. that I would have said uh, <laughs> would have said yes, but I probably also would have bailed. This is you would have said yes, but then you would have just been going through all the comic uh, book archives and looking for Jack Cole, uh, <laughs> you know, drawings. Like, you got any Game Wilson or anything? Uh, old originals here? Can I check out? Oh, uh, they're all having an orgy out back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something here in the archives. Oh right? my gosh, if there were like cartoon archives there, that'd be pretty great. Of course there are. Yeah. It's uh, Hugh Hefner's house. Of course he'd have like cartoon archives. Mm. So what year was that? Ish. I will play with a bit of music. The way I look it up is I look up the thing that my friend was in. And then I can see the, because uh, it, it was only a season. Uh, it was, that would be 2001. 
Oh, so yeah, so Glow was already done by then. This was the Glow girls coming back because I think I associate. Are you sure? I think. Uh, I think yeah, I associated more with it as an eighties thing, like an myself. 87, 88, 89. You know what? It might be a little earlier than that because this was. Oh, okay. There's other information I would be saying that would reveal who the person is. So it could be it would Glow was a thing and actually was kind of a big thing at the time. Huh. Okay. Okay. Maybe yeah. maybe it was still big in L.A. or something like that. And there, yeah, the person who I can tell you later on who the person was that asked me out. I think I oh well, who it was okay okay yeah I'll uh, I'll write down I'll write down <laughs> their name or their code name <laughs> was that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and so it was interesting watching the Glow TV show and going, oh, I know who the parallel is to this <laughs> character here, and I was following them and hoping hoping for the best for them. Cool. Fun. Yeah. Wow. Fun. The first season, excuse me, the first season is really good. Oh, Glow? Glow? Yeah. The Netflix series. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing they do the stunts. Like, the, the, so many of them do do their own stunts mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun. I and didn't Mark see the Maron second season. Mark Maron is so good at it, right? Don't yeah. You, like, you yeah, don't think good. he's going to be, but I mean, it's not that you don't think he's going to be. It's just like, why is he so good? <laughs> why is he so natural? Yeah. 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 And, yeah. And, and, and now he's in everything. Yeah. He's in everything. <laughs> You're just like, oh, there he is. You know, to the, to the point where, like, I'm watching a clip of, like, you know, Joker, and I'm like, oh, yeah, of course he's in that <laughs> clip, the famous clip at the end with, yeah, yeah, there he is, of course he is. Oh, he's in the comedy club or something? No, he's in uh, the, at the talk show. Oh, okay. Yeah. When, uh, when, uh, he's going, uh, hey, call me Joker and, uh, negotiating, whatever, uh, Robert De Niro's there next to, you know, Mark Maron. Okay. And then they have the scene and things occur and, you know, the movie goes on and such and such. And uh, then they saw, went, let's make, a, once. let's make a sequel. And they're, they're making a sequel. Wow. Have you got a cold? How are I you doing? I think I might be, <clears throat> I've come down with something a little bit. Okay. Sorry. We uh, rode out in the car together, so. Yay! <laughs> Just passing on, passing the, passing on the bus. Both masked. Yeah. It seems like the thing to do now. Well, we're just such an enclosed space, yeah. and it's felt unfair to. I wrote on the roof rack. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna open a window just for things. Okay. All right, but don't take it the wrong way. Sure. This will draw all the germs towards Jason. Everything's <laughs> being sucked towards me. <laughs> so. Just like as a kid, when my mom would smoke, the smoke would go in no one else's face but mine. <laughs> all of the smoke, for whatever reason, because I guess I was sat behind a doorway. All the smoke would go towards that doorway into my face. So. Like, oh, it's nice. <laughs> this is good. Look, so, look uh, do you do you, do you ever uh, go on an airplane where there was smoking? Ah, uh, most likely because we flew down to California in uh, the seventies. How about yourself? Did you ever go on a smoking airline? Yes, yes, I did. Yeah, it would just stop at that row, and then the smoke would not go. That's what, and then, then someone would just open a window and just like push it out the window. Like that smoke would go out fast, like zoof. Yeah, yeah. Now bring in that fresh air. <laughs> Here we go. Peel the roof off this thing. Aloha Airlines. I didn't. I didn't go on a plane till I was eleven. Eleven? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I always wanted to. to. We, there was a thing once where we were uh, we were told like we're going on a field trip to the airport. I was like, oh, we're gonna go on a plane. Like, are we gonna go on a plane? Yeah, we're gonna go on a plane. Oh wow, we're gonna fly on a plane. I was so excited. Then we went on the plane. Then got off the plane. I was like, what the? <laughs> sucks. So I've been on a plane. Yeah. yeah. But not. Yeah. That's funny. So, you, but you, later that same year, you actually flew. I flew uh, when I was eleven. When we flew, uh, we yeah, we we. I'm trying to think like if we drove 
to Ontario from Montreal. I think we did because that was the first place we moved to. But then Ontario to, to here when we moved here, that's I think it was the first time we flew. Okay. I think so. Yeah, it was that or a trip to the Bahamas. There was something <laughs> in there. Whenever my sister broke her arm because all the videos of her with yeah. her broken arm. Yeah. Because kids break their arms. I remember going to um, tr- uh, Toronto in 1982. So they must have been smoking on the plane then. But I, it was so common that I don't, I don't recall people smoking on the plane. But I'm sure they were in 1982. Yeah, they had the weird little fold-up ashtray yeah. in, the, in the armrest. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like if you put a cigarette in it, it was, it was full. <laughs> yeah. so, so it says uh, smoking was banned on domestic flights in Canada mm. in uh, 1989. Oh, wow. So yeah, there you go. But I think it was just so... You were just so used to like going to a restaurant where there'd be smoking mm-hmm. or, or being on a plane bank. where there's a bank, <laughs> a movie theater, a mall. Like yeah, It's weird seeing the old uh, McDonald's uh, ashtrays. Mm. You know, the yeah. branded brown ashtray. ones? Yeah. Or the, yes. Yeah. McAshtrays. <laughs> <laughs> Give them the proper name. I had a Boston pizza one from the Boston pizza that was in the food court in Oak Ridge. Okay. Oh. I was sitting there with my friend Marcel <clears throat> and I had a jacket on. And for some reason, he grabbed the ashtray and he shoved it up my sleeve. I'm like, what are you doing? And now I was embarrassed. I felt if I was to take this ashtray out, now it would look like I was stealing the ashtray. Or, yes. or so that you I were a magician. Oh, that's good. Oh, I was going to go, or worse, you were a magician. <laughs> what else have you got? Is this your ashtray? <laughs> so yeah, so I still have it somewhere. Really? Yeah. You just throw it away? No, I, I think, well, mom smoked, so I was like, oh, the guy had a gift for you. <laughs> but I stole from Oak Ridge. Boston Pizza. Here's my thing with magicians. And Your I, beef? I, I have people that I like who are magicians. Okay. All right. But this is the thing about magicians. And I'm gonna I'm gonna extend this oh. to escape artists. <laughs> okay. As well. Okay. okay. Like I appreciate the the incredible amount of work you put into rehearsing how to make a card vanish yeah. and get out of your straight jacket yes. and whatever. I'm just saying, two thirds of the work into that, one third of the work into material. Because it's the corniest fucking worst old hackiest goddamn fucking jokes. And yeah. you must know from the people rolling their eyes that these are not acceptable level jokes. And yeah. it, it's disrespectful to the rest of your act. That's so brilliant that you're doing these corny fucking bullshit jokes. Yeah. Just put a little work into those. You know the same books that you read for magic? There are joke books. There are joke books you could read. You, yeah. could, you could practice. You could talk to uh, uh, comedians and maybe work with them. Oh, my God. It just drives me bananas. All these comedians, uh, the, these magicians I really, really love, and their, their material is just so bad yeah. and so out of fucking touch. <laughs> there was a guy, there's a guy who I really, really like, and he was doing this amazing trick. And, 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 you know, the card trick is fantastic, but it starts with him going, you know, uh, you know, uh, women's intuition. And it's like, no, what do you mean women's <laughs> intuition? What are you talking about? You know, women uh, look at things differently, man. Oh, no, they've got intuition. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, is that right, ladies? Well, they are... Oh, God, no. They are from Venus. Oh, my Christ. There's so many other ways to get into this bit. You know, but like women's intuition, what are you doing? What year is this? And I feel that way when I see people I know who are escape artists doing stuff on the street and they're doing the yeah. busking and they're doing the corniest old jokes in the world. It's just like just a little bit, <laughs> a little bit of fucking effort into that. Do you don't think that stuff works though? Like it's, it's tried and true. It's time tested. It is tried and true. Yeah. Like, cause you're not, but tr- so are 1950s not trying to appeal. Desserts. 
They were tried and true and people liked them. And then we evolved over time and we stopped putting gelatin and everything, right? <laughs> you got to stop. You got to mix it up. You got to move on. <laughs> but, oh, that's a valid point. What's a valid point? But uh, what do you insist no, about it's, gelatin? It's, Dave likes <laughs> gelatin dessert. Oh, sure he does. Macaroni gelatin. <laughs> By the way, do you need another Coke? Uh, yes, please. Uh, another Coke, sir? Well, sure, please. All right, Thank you. Oh, All good. Right, freshen up your drinks. Ian's going. I'm going to rebut. <laughs> I just feel like I feel like like a magic act isn't really meant to be like funny. Like all the patter is just there to distract people from what from what's actually happening. Well, I guess that's the other valid point. Is can you do the trick if you don't have that patter? Yeah. If you did the ace bet. Yeah. Now it's all about the bet. Now. I see the ace yeah. your, behind your ear, and oh, you weren't supposed to, but I did the whole thing about airplane food, and now the thing works. Thank you. Merci beaucoup. I don't know if we've ever had a two-coke show. <laughs> yeah, That's fancy. what it's come to. Um, but, I mean, I'm looking at something like a Penn and Teller, right? You don't think they put their work mm-hmm. into the uh, material as well? Like, if they were doing their stuff, yeah. Yeah. but then they were doing, but like, that's the, part cor- of their the act, corniest, though, right? like, yeah. set-up punchline jokes. Mm-hmm. But that's their act, though. But it's all. Be. But it's all your act to me. That's but, the thing. Like you're you're on stage, and how you're presenting yourself is with both your skill, yeah. but also with mm, you know you, what you're saying. And for some reason, it feels like it's just it, all of that is so stuck in the seventies, <laughs> if not eighties. But don't you think that even Penn and Teller can get it's a, get a little tired after a while because like, their act doesn't change that much that's why Teller doesn't even talk he says I can't even be part of it <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say any yeah so that does say stay timeless <laughs> because it's you know like it's the same attitude same way of you know like talking same sort of big big guy yelling at you well another person does really intricate I haven't tricks. seen them do you see here's the thing I watch them a lot on on Foolus okay and but so they're not doing magic on there are they yeah, they do the ma- they do magic at the end of every. Uh, oh, okay. Episode. okay. So it's like they have the magicians on. Can you fool us? And the final thing is them doing one uh, one of their tricks. Okay. So it's like you know, fair enough. We're going to do one now because sure. you know, put our money where our mouth is. Yeah. Uh, and it's usually an old one. That's fine. Yeah. But uh, but they're so pleasant in that, mm. in that they're so impressed by the people that are up there, and they're actually very kind hearted to the people that are up there. Sure. So even though you know, Pen, or Pen might be doing some sarcastic stuff, but it's the bottom line of it is I admire you. What you do is great. Yeah. And you know, right. This yeah. is fantastic. So it's, it's very different than, please excuse you know, my eighties irony. Right. So the, so, but when you saw him before, it was like, <laughs> to the point where it was hard to watch comedy central. Cause it was all like his voice on everything. Just, grating. I knew people couldn't watch bullshit just cause I can't stand the guy's voice. Yeah, I, I like the show, but I can't stand the guy's voice. I think I got tired. I also felt like they ran out of things to get upset about. It's a podcast thing all over again. You <laughs> ran out of stuff. Yeah. They're doing like one on circumcision. I'm like, is this really like a... I've had like, enough of this. Yeah. It's bullshit. It's not. I mean, it's, you know. It's funny. I used to enjoy uh, magicians. Circumcision? Circumcision and... Ma- I had the circumcision. The circumcision magician. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now wait a second. Circumcision I'm and magician? I'm going to give you a pair of scissors and you yeah. think of a number. <laughs> you count from one to foreskin. <laughs> There we go. We all got one. Yay! <laughs> um, I used to enjoy them just fine. And then um, I was listening to an interview with John Mulaney. Mm. And he was saying that Nick Kroll hates magicians. Hates them. Okay. Hates them. How odd. And just like is angered by them. And when John Mulaney said, well, why? What's the problem with them? He said, uh, because they're tricking you. Because they're not magic. 
right? <laughs> it's a trick, and they're deliberately. Yeah, it's but a isn't magic that, you're supposed to admire the skill in yeah, what they're doing. They do call them magic tricks. They call yeah. them magic tricks, but he, he's really taken the trick to heart. And yeah. And I started to think about it. Yeah. And now I'm starting to lean more Whoa, towards wow. Nick hate, Kroll. Hating, hating magicians. And because, I shouldn't say I hate them, but I, I saw David Copperfield a million years ago. Okay. He came to Vancouver. Yes. Dad and I went and saw him, and he did Ple- amazing Pleistine stuff. Pleistine era. <laughs> it was probably about 82. Yeah, yeah okay. At the Queenie. At the Queenie. Huh. And it was amazing. And at one point, he was on stage doing something, blah, 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 blah. And then he went into a box or behind a curtain. Did he? And, and now he was gone. Oh. And other stuff happened. Yeah. And then this old woman in the audience yeah. stood up. Yeah. And it was him. <laughs> right? And my mind wasn't, my mind was like, oh, how did he, even if there was a thing there, why wouldn't somebody around you go, what do you do? Who's, <laughs> who's, who's, oh, there's a guy coming out of the yeah, floor. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I didn't really think about that too much. I was still more amazed with how it happened. Yeah. How did you manage to pull that off? I wasn't yeah. even really thinking of secret passages and stuff like that. Sure. I was more thinking about how you and you and me didn't see the guy come out of the floor. Sure. So years later, I'm telling this story to friends. I say, hey, David Copperfield's coming to town. Let's go see him. Yeah. And this was the one where he said, at the end of the show, I'm going to make it snow in the theater. Okay. This was how it's going to end. Yeah. And we were in the balcony for this one. And so we're watching the show, and the show is great, and he's doing his usual hacky jokes and <laughs> crap. And there's a coffin or a box. Yes. A lay-down box on the stage. Kept talking about his dad, his stepfather, Mr. Murdstone. What? That's a Charles Dickens, oh, Charles uh, David, yeah, yeah. David Copperfield okay. reference. Oh, there yeah. you go. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Put it on your Wikipedia page. <laughs> and then I, just for a second, yeah. I saw a leg come up and go down in the box. And I'm like, oh, there's a girl in the box. And it was just like, <laughs> and the theater collapsed around me. Because I thought when you actually were a good magician, yeah. that like maybe you maybe you were magic, even though you weren't. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. there was that. Yeah. But now I knew that David Copperfield sure. had the phony twins. baloney. There was twins. Okay. Or there was this. And when he says to the person in the audience, I've never met you before. I bet he has. <laughs> but I took yeah. it at such face value. So mm. now as I started to think more about that, I started to think, what well, was that whole section where he came out of the floor? Like, are there 12 perfectly good tickets that nobody could buy because it was all his Confederates <laughs> sitting around? And I started to think like that. Anyway, at the end of the show, he just tells a story and he sort of had a lamp post and maybe a jacket over his shoulder. I can't quite remember, but it was yeah. one of these... Because he's going to make it snow. Right. And he's Jimmy Durante at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say Frank Sinatra. Good Mrs. Yeah. Calamash, wherever you are. I'm in the third row. I'm you. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> and he was gone. And yeah. he was. Yeah. <laughs> it starts to snow in the theater. Yeah. Fans blowing out <laughs> asbestos. I don't know what it is. Asbestos. <laughs> and it's, it was very yeah. atmospheric. It was yeah. really good. Yeah. My friend is furious. Yeah. He says, he said he was going to make it fucking snow in the theater. <laughs> yeah. This isn't snow. Yeah. He said he was going to make it snow in the theater, yeah. not make it look like it's snowing. <laughs> I theater. want this theater wrecked. I want water damage. <laughs> Damn it, we're knocking the place I down. I want people slipping in the aisles. <laughs> and at that point, I was still like, oh, you got to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. He's a good magician. Yeah. Not a good magician. He's hack. He's using twins and Confederates, and that's all they are. So that's why I'm listing. I'm listing towards Nick Kroll, going. That's deceit. Deceit. I I think there's a certain. There's also a certain type of person who, uh, when they see something like that, 
does want to know what it is and wants to call it out and just has a no. <laughs> and, and, and it's not a million miles away from the person who's in the audience at a comedy show who like uh, wants he thinks he's so funny. Yeah. I'm funny too, and I've got to say things. Yeah. And so it's the person who has to has to just yell shit out, and then they get the tap on the shoulder. What do you mean? I'm having a good time. <laughs> it's like some people can't enjoy the thing for what the thing is, and yeah. they they just they find it competitive. They're yeah. just in that alpha male fight, fight you thing. And I mean, I'm gonna go on talk to Greta Thunberg and <laughs> eat some pizza, my Romanian pizza. Well, the let me just get eight. the door. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yoinks! <laughs> Somebody on Twitter called my lawyer. <laughs> A man lawyer. They're better. <laughs> <laughs> Send. Um, I was just gonna say, I kind of, I mean, the thing about David Copperfield, I think, is that he's a he's a hack. <laughs> yeah, you know, like he's so popular. That you eventually just become hacky, you know, like you can't help yourself. Like, remember when he made the Statue of Liberty disappear? Sure, he did. Yeah, but he didn't. No, you know, <laughs> it, out. it was a good. It was a good effect. It was a good effect. Yeah. The whole audience pivoted slowly over the hour, so that yeah. when they revealed it, they were just pointing in a different direction. The Statue of Liberty is over there. Yeah, <laughs> that's tricky. And you know how New York looks the same, like at different angles. Yeah, yes, it does. <laughs> I mean, to me, that's, it's fine. It's fine. But what I find more obnoxious is like, I don't remember the guy's name now. David something. Remember that guy who, David Blaine. Yeah. Who would like lock himself in a box and like be suspended from a balloon above the Mount Everest for like a month or whatever. And you're like, well, is this magic or just dieting? (laughs) Well, that's what, see, but at least he's really doing it. (laughs) Or is he? I don't know. Now I don't even know. Right? Because it can't be. Does he have a really good action figure of himself? (laughs) Crammed in a box. Because I do know, I know someone who had like a face made of themselves, like a, a head made of themselves, Gerald, Gerald, Geraldton. Yeah. You know, he's got like a head of himself. I'm yeah. like, well, and he doesn't have infinite money, but Blaine does. Yeah. Like, could you make an actual figure of yourself that could move just enough, mm-hmm. you know, and then you get frozen in the block of ice and you get put up there and then you're in Hawaii <laughs> doing your thing. <laughs> yeah, Aren't you David Blaine? Nope, I'm not David Blaine. The, 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 the only magicians that bother me are the ones who um, uh, go to places in the world like Haiti that believe in magic and do magic for people that believe in magic. And it's like, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not. That is way not good to be pulling that stuff off. But are they pretending to be really like, magic? We all. What's that? Are they pretending to be really magic? Yeah. Oh, that's sick. So it's like I'm gonna make this float. And yeah, like, yeah. Oh, and so they believe like no, you. That's magic because yeah. we believe in magic. So this is magic. Mm. It's like no, no. It'd be like going to someone who believes in the force and uh, doing, the, doing that. <laughs> it's just like no, 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 no. Don't uh, don't be doing that. I think there's an arrangement. You know, in most things, we're like we realize they're magic tricks. So they're not really lying to you. <laughs> no, they're just no. you know, it's a trick. It's an illusion. Yeah, it's and, and, thing, and it's right? interesting whether or not you get like you're you're delighted when you find out how a trick works or mad. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because when Penn and Teller, remember Penn and Teller did that one? It was a, like a big machine, and he yeah. slid back and forth in it. Right? Mm-hmm. Remember that was with the, the, the really waving the handkerchief. Is that yeah, the so you yeah. go here and you yeah. do this and that, yeah. and then they, they blast it around. off. Yeah, and got yeah. to see the whole thing, and blast so that was that was. Really neat to be able to see that, and I didn't feel, I didn't feel like, oh, now he's ruined it. Yeah. Same with cups and balls when they do them with plastic cups, and they show well, this is how we do it. Yeah. And it's actually more impressive to see it with just showing what the skills are that yeah. you have to do. Uh, so when the girl this. kicked her leg, 
sloppy. <laughs> sloppy magic work. Yeah, but that's because David Copperfield was lazy. It was but that point, he was they, copying a feel. They probably were, <laughs> they probably weren't rehearsing as much, and you know, unless that was a distraction to distract you from something completely different. And you know, that is something the magicians sometimes do: is do the thing that makes it look like, oh, we made this little mistake over here, mm. but that's because over here we're doing the other thing. Well, I don't think so. Not the way he revealed it uh, in the box. Ha <laughs> ha. I yelled in the lull. I saw. <laughs> <laughs> it better start snowing soon, Copperfield. <laughs> there was a guy that was in Vegas for years, okay. and he was always billed as world champion magician. And I okay. said, world champion magician? Where, when, when, where and when does this happen? Oh, I do know yeah. where, where that happens. <laughs> because Wait. my friend uh, is actually a, what the world champion of like the close-up magic. They go to the magic offs. Yeah. The magic offs? Yeah. yeah. It's in Russia. <laughs> yeah, they don't tell you where it is. That's the first thing. Oh, really? So you got to just appear there. That's the first then, rule of Magic Club. Two, yeah. Do not talk about Magic Club. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I used to want to be. I, I went through most of the things a performer or like uh, a lot of other performers I know do where it's like, what do you want to do? I want to perform, but you don't know what exists to perform. So it's just like ventriloquist. That's something that's a thing. So practice ventriloquist. Magician. That's just on stage. It's close. Altar boy. I wanted to be. And then it was not. <laughs> Maybe that worked out for the best. Uh, in the 70s and Eastern Canada. Very Canada. people. Yeah, it was a thing of thing. Uh, yeah, you don't... Uh, the idea of like doing stand-up comedy or improv or anything like that, that wasn't a thing. Or sketch comedy. That, mm. None of that made sense as a thing that you could do. And then later on found out that you could. But yeah, went through all these stages. So all these people I know that are performers... If you throw them three balls, they can juggle because you've got to learn all the shit, right? <laughs> so you can juggle? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never learned to juggle. Me neither. I, but again, you have to stick with it, right? Like I tried yeah. it for like five minutes and I couldn't do it. And I said, this, I, I, no. Here was, here was me. I was, at a, I was, in, I was a, in a musical called uh, Babes in Toyland. And uh, I was Simple Simon. Yeah, scary. Scary part. <laughs> At one point, a house fell on my head. It was not great. Uh, but uh, but uh, that's why he guy, was simple. There was a guy there who was juggling, and I went, "How do you juggle?" And he said, "Well, it's the, he showed me the basics." And I had so much time in rehearsal where I wasn't doing anything. And I was like, mm. and I just practiced. And there was enough girls that looked at me and went, "Like, hey, what are you doing?" I oh, just trying to. Oh, that's pretty good, huh? Girls like good idea. Uh. And so then, yeah, just kept practicing that. And by the end of the show, I, I could juggle, basically. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think if I had, <coughs> excuse me, if I'd grown up at a time where there was um, like YouTube with some tips, tips mm. on how to actually juggle, that would have been helpful. Like I had no, I was just so, doing it in my bedroom with, with no book or anything. Or even like, balls. Here's what you do. <laughs> I was just using air and I learned to juggle <laughs> so well. I couldn't even do it then. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. actually, sometimes the tips get in your way, though, because when I was thinking that I was going to learn to juggle, yeah, you know, pre-learning to ride the unicycle, I was going to be the juggle. <laughs> and it was like, try just yeah. to do it with one. Yeah. And then I, I just thought, this is going to be too slow. Yeah. I want to get into the, I got to get into the transfer of the, yeah, of yeah. the thing. Yeah, yeah. Give me a bowling ball. Give me a torch. <laughs> chainsaw. Give me a chainsaw. <laughs> Give me, give me all the knives in the house. <laughs> Quickly! I, I gotta say, it does bug me sometimes when I see someone who's juggling like a, a bowling ball, a chainsaw, whatever, and the, the, you know, all this stuff, and people are, eh, I don't care. It's like, the amount of work that you went into to learn this, and people are, yeah. And then you, if you got on a unicycle at that point, they'd be, of course you can. Well, you can juggle, so of course you can use it. Now it's a super high one. Mm-hmm. Fuck off! Why aren't you impressed by this? What would it take? You know? 
But it's and unfortunately the context is once you've started doing something, people think you can do anything, and then it's not impressive. You've got to do a thing when they don't expect it, and then it's huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and if you're gonna be juggling something, here's the downside. Yeah. No matter what happens next, yeah. you're probably gonna be juggling something. <laughs> so there's not a lot that you actually can add to it. What can you add to it? Yeah. Another more, ball? More things? Sure, more, more, things? more things? It's certainly gonna be harder. One can Have land in people. your mouth. <laughs> I mean, I've seen that. And what's the happy ending? That like, everything gets dropped? Is that what the, is it yeah, the audience catch actually it. wants? That you catch it. Fall? You, you catch it. You know it would be a good trick? Okay. <laughs> if you were a magician juggler. Okay. You got to do both things. Okay. So you get the, so you get the bowling ball. You get the uh, chainsaw. And you get whatever the third thing is. I don't know. A knife. Whatever it is. Yeah. And then you're doing the juggling. And you're doing the juggling. And you get it smaller and smaller. And then it becomes one thing. And in the end, it's like it's a it's a chainsaw with that's sliced through the bowling ball. Now that's stuck, and the knife is through all three. And you take that and you put that down, and you've now merged the three together. That would be a pretty good trick. That would be. Can you do that? Yeah. Well, tell us. Well, practice. Tell us the mechanism that you're going to use to. Well, do yeah, this you're thing. right. That would be. That's that's what you'd have to do. And even at, but the, here's the thing. But now the jaded persona comes in and says, oh, yeah, of course he did. <laughs> yeah, because that's what he did. That's what he did. Yeah, he no. did the thing because that's what he did. Of course, he wouldn't do it if he couldn't do it. Yeah. He said he could do it, and he did it. So <laughs> The smart thing. Okay, here's what Houdini did, which was smart. Was, uh, was, uh, was uh, for all the shows, he didn't get someone to punch him in the stomach. Those were all very smart shows. <laughs> but it'd be something like a, the, the milk can escape. People know what a milk can is. So it's like if you come on stage and you've got I've got three boxes and you can push them sideways. Well, I don't know what box. I don't have three boxes. Are those magic boxes? Maybe they're all magic boxes. You got to have something that you got at your house or you've seen. I think people have boxes. Yeah, but they don't have three boxes <laughs> with that look with hinges <laughs> and then this weird wugga 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 board that you like slide between <laughs> to slice you through. What you need is you need practical things that you've got around the house that you tangentially like like that you can that you can feel when you see them. So it's like, oh, there's that milk can. Oh, it's cold, and like he's into it. Now they're pouring stuff on. Oh, that's cold. It's like oh, and it's locked. Oh shit, those are real. I know what those locks are like. Oh no, there's no way you can get out of that, and he gets out of that. It's fine, but if it was something that looked just to fufu miguku, who cares, you know? Or like he'd uh, he'd go underneath some ice in a in a lake, and like, oh yeah, that's he's fucked. Yeah, that guy's fucked because uh, he's under ice in a lake. But if it was a device that he brought on that looked like nothing you'd ever seen, well, who cares, you know? And I think that's too much of the magic, you know. When you have like a Doug Henning thing, and you know he's dressed as a peacock. And he's getting into a beach ball. Yeah. It's like, nah, work. <laughs> but, you know, when I was a kid and I watched Doug Henning, I thought it was great. Of course you did. Yeah. And I think, you know, like we're jaded now as adults and we, you know. It's the podcast like, thing again. Yeah. Like yeah. you can't. Uh, My magic podcast failed. <laughs> yeah, I like I just feel like your podcast was just trust me which is like you know uh, and I found your card because it was a six right yeah okay well trust me I uh, I wasn't looking I wasn't looking I know what it was magic uh, okay now that uh, that uh, ball disappeared trust me <laughs> yeah there's a time in my life when all, all those things were great I love watching magic tricks I love even the corniest stuff I'm, we we're talking about in my memory and it, it's weird I don't know if it's true or not but in my memory there was a magic show that came on before the Muppet Show, and it was like it looked like it was from some casino in Monte Carlo or something. All the magicians were in tuxedos; they're all doing like you know, kind of birdcage magic and flowers and all the, you know the most corny stuff. I enjoyed it. 
I watched it as a kid. It was fine. You know, it was not the best magic I'd ever seen in my life, but I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm totally uninter- uninterested in that now. But how I felt about those things as a kid when I watched Doug Henning or whoever, you know, that's what it's great. That's when it's great. You can't judge stuff like now when you're like a sourpuss. <laughs> no, you really can't. And Doug Henning was on The Muppets and did a nice job. Yes. Yeah. Huh. I don't remember that, but yeah. Well, it's on your Disney Plus. The magic. I know you've got a lot on your plate. I do. You also have that episode of the Muppets. I do. I did. I did watch um, the Muppets Christmas Carol though, because I said I would watch it. So it's fine. Oh, really? Just fine. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I enjoyed it. Merry Christmas, Mister Scrooge. (laughs) Yeah. And Tiny Tim, who did not die. (laughs) (laughs) Now they put a song back into it. Eventually, he died. Yeah. They took a. They put a song back in that had been taken out. Yes. What song was that? It was a sad song. with uh, Scrooge and uh, his love. Mm-hmm. When she's explaining why they're falling apart. Something to do with love. Mm-hmm. Out of love, love ends, love is gone. The, is love it, fades. In the love. Disney Plus version? I think I think you might be uh, you might have to like click on something special to get it. Oh, I think. okay. Maybe, I don't remember that. that. Could be, might be the extras or something like that. that. I don't remember that. Yeah, but I I mean to me Michael Caine was just amazing as uh, Scrooge in that. Yeah, he did a fine job. Yeah, he does a little uh, little little echo of uh, Elster Sim at the end when he's hopping about <laughs> and saying, "I feel light as a feather." You know what I did this year? This mm. is another little tradition that I do: is I find something and I say, "I wonder how old so and so was when they did that." <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I know where you're going with it. How old was Elster oh, Sim when he did fifty? Fifty. Yeah. yeah, three years younger than me. <laughs> yeah, right now six years younger than me. Six years younger than you. He's Alistair. The guy that played Cratchit yeah. was a year older than Alistair Sim. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyone, anyone who is old in the olden days is way younger than but, we are. But Alistair Sim, way younger. Like if you're like Abe Vigoda in uh, Barney Miller. Yeah, yeah. How old? Thirty-two. <laughs> Yeah, but fresh as a daisy. Just got okay. out of college. To be fair to us, <laughs> to be fair to us, Alistair Sim, he looked old when he was twenty. I guess he did. Like he's one of those people that were just like old from the get go. Like there's just no time in his life where he wasn't old. You know, like he played particular roles that were for sure. people. There are people that played old their whole damn life. Yeah, yeah, and that was him for sure. And the funny thing though, as I don't know if in the book uh, Christmas Carol, as it's called, uh, how <laughs> I've old heard of it. the nephew Fred is actually supposed to be. Mm. But it could be that Scrooge would only be, be about 50 as opposed to a, an 80-year-old decrepit yeah. miser, right? No, no. Because, yeah, yeah, when you think of Fred, like, maybe Fred's in his late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, maybe. You know, yeah. yeah they're pretty, pretty fresh-faced. We put a cartoon up uh, that was an old joke of ours, um, uh, which was uh, Scrooge. And Scrooge... Uh, uh, looking, it's the death, not death, but the ghost of Christmas future is pointing at the grave of Scrooge, and Scrooge is saying, "You're telling me uh, an elderly man uh, will eventually die." Well, this maybe isn't the big reveal you thought it would be, and that's our little cartoon. And uh, we had <laughs> multiple people tell us, "Well, you know, Scrooge died a year later, and uh, you know, but uh, but died happy and peaceful and all this kind of stuff." I'm like. What do you mean he died a year later? <laughs> Where are you getting this information? But like all these people were just like, yeah, because you know Scrooge, as you know, like died. Like that's not is that what it says in the story. I don't no. know. I don't know. Oh, yeah. But in fact, I know it doesn't. It says the tiny Tim who did not die. Right. I like Scrooge. You autoerotic asphyxiation. I'm like, oh, okay, no. well, yeah. you know. Well, they see no, he found a new what? use for those chains and boxes. <laughs> Here's a question about that. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So he buys the family a turkey. 
right? Mm-hmm. He brings the turkey over. Yeah. And he and doesn't bring it over, but yeah. He doesn't bring it over? Doesn't he eat with them? In some oh, in the in that Christmas carol, yeah. In but in some versions he does, but I think in the book he doesn't. He doesn't in the book. He just sends over. Oh, he sends over a turkey. There's still a class system in he's England. A, he's so. a, he's Which would be great, right? I want to get a 15-pound turkey at 2 in the afternoon on Christmas Day. Yeah. And right. I don't even have an oven. What am I going to do with this goddamn thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this ain't going to thaw. Yeah. <laughs> but just rotate in the sink every half hour and drain the water. Trust me. Oh, my butter, God. Butterball hot tub. Christmas, hot Christmas morning. Five in the morning, me waking up in bed. The turkey. The turkey. Right. I had to run downstairs, grab it out of the freezer, pop it in the sink. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I interrupted. No, no, I was, uh, I was, uh, I don't even know what I was uh, going to say. So we're going to continue on with our life. What was I going to say? Where were we going with that? Well, we're talking Scrooge, about Scrooge and Scrooge and Scrooge was going to die. And so, oh yeah, here's my question. So, okay, so Scrooge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Marley, when Marley shows up, yeah. he goes like, "Hey, check out the, my lock boxes and chains." You got way more. Yeah. Way more than me, bro. Yeah. And so Scrooge does the thing and gives a guy a turkey and then, you know, probably pays for Tiny Tim's college. Yeah. Or whatever. Uh, does that lose him all the lock boxes? Or yeah. is he still working the lock boxes <laughs> for a while because you no. know, he's got all those? All the lock boxes are gone. They all. So one good deed yeah. and you're unlocked and you're fine. Yeah. Okay. Not one good deed. Okay. It is more than that. We're, it says, said no man kept repentance. no man kept Christmas better than than Scrooge. So, and year round. One as, good as well. year of uh, Merry Christmas. Yeah, that's a weird thing. Building and lawn. I'd have to reread. <laughs> I'd have to reread the book <laughs> or the story. But um, <clears throat> well, I do think that the Alistair Sim book makes some makes some good uh, edits, like good choices and and things that they accentuate. Because there's one thing in in the in the Muppets Christmas Carol, <clears throat> and it, I don't know if this is accurate. To the story or not. It's been a while since I read uh, Christmas Carol. Okay. But, so in in the Muppet Christmas Carol, Cousin Fred, who, Cousin Fred in the Muppet's Christmas Carol, who, who recently, also does not die. <laughs> he, he does, he gets killed by Luther. Oh. In uh, the TV show with Idris Elba. He's a he's a bad cop. Gets killed by Luther. Mm. But anyway. Cousin, blue line. Cousin Fred. <laughs> uh, they're playing that game. They're playing that word game or whatever, that guessing game. And then he like says something mean about Scrooge, and Scrooge is there, and you're kind of like, ooh, awkward. <laughs> but that's not in the that's not in the British like that's not in the Sim version. In the Sim version, he's like toasting to Scrooge, my uncle. One day, may he one day join us, you yeah. know. And it's like a very and it's not like a mean pissy comment. And I don't know if that which one is accurate. Yes, I forget if there's like a pin the tail on the donkey kind of a thing as well, <laughs> where it's like Scrooge's face, or, or there's some. Yeah, you're right. There's something, but I don't know if it's in the book. I don't know. And I feel like, you know, I don't like it in Above a Christmas Carol that they do that. And I don't, and I like it that they don't do that in the, in the Sim version. The other thing I like in the Sim version is they show. I keep thinking that it's a, they, you're talking about the Sims. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> in the Scrooge version. In the movie Scrooge, I like the fact that uh, it shows Marley and Scrooge buying the, like putting, Fezzy, we go to business and basically fucking him over. You know, this man who was meant so much to them and did so much for them. Screw you into the gutter, sir. Mm-hmm. And they're both like a couple of smug assholes. And you're like, ugh, jerks. And then they don't show that in the Muppet version. Like, there's no mention of what happened. Like, so you don't really get like a sense of when did he become like a tight, like what was this transition from like this callow youth mm. You know, and also they don't—they don't have Fran in the in the in the Muppet version. They don't have a sister. Yeah, I don't think she's even in the book. She is in the book with a name though, or is she just a sister that's in? The book? I don't know because she's Fred's mom. She dies during childbirth. I don't think that's true. 
I don't think that's in the book. It's not in the book. That's an addition. That's an addition for that. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't know. Is that oh, an addition? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah. Wow. Which I think works really well. Yeah, I think and it's it was a great. Because I watched it a couple of times this year. Yeah. And I always thought, like you just said, but it's not, that he and uh, Marley take over Fezziwig. Yeah. But they don't. Oh. The order is he's working at Fezziwig. Yeah. And then that the other guy that eventually oh, that's right. right? Yeah, yeah. I think he lures him to his company where he meets Marley. Okay. And then... They do take over Fezziwigs. Yeah. But then the scene after that is still the one where we find out that that guy's embezzled. Yeah. So I think he's taken over the Fezziwig location. But it looks like they've taken over the Fezziwig. Okay. Because Fezziwig's there looking out the carriage window. Well, <laughs> but maybe, maybe they negotiated or whatever on behalf of this person. But what's also funny about the fact that that guy embezzles is they pretty much regard him as heroic in his, in his <laughs> scam. Like that he scammed them and they're kind of like, because <laughs> he's, he's pretty much gentleman. There's nothing you can do about this without making everything making us look bad as a company. You're just going to have to let me get away with this, and yes. that's the end of it. Mm. Watch these two; they'll skin old catch or whatever. <laughs> it's interesting what you're saying that, like the the toast. So you're saying you don't like the idea of him of uh, of uh, Cratchit toasting Scrooge and wanting him. No, to no, talking him. about Fred. Okay, Fred but, in the guessing game, uh, insulting his uncle. Oh, okay, very good. But but Cratchit, you're saying, uh, does toast Scrooge and wishes. Him yes, that that's part of it, but also in the in the Scrooge version, yeah, uh, the cousin, his Fred, his nephew Fred, uh, he toasts he toasts his uncle. Okay, I would I would okay. So if I'm doing a, a new version of this uh, story, here's <laughs> all right. This is my the thing it's I time do to the old movie. Time things. to fix Dickens. Let's fix some Dickens. Well known hack. Because like, to because to me, here's what uh, what I wonder about this is like. Yep. So you had Marley. Yep. And then you got Scrooge. Now, now Marley yeah. uh, is basically doing the same shit as Scrooge. But Marley, uh, you're damned. Here's yeah. your chains. Fuck off, you. And then Scrooge, we're going to give you a chance. Marley okay. Marley comes to give him a chance. Right, right. Marley comes to give him a chance. But, like, what triggers the chance? Is it Marley? Yeah. What, where are you getting that from? Well, in the story, he says, you know, I'm going to send three ghosts. Yeah, but why does Marley have that power? Why does Marley? Well, this is what It's I'm a made-up story, sir. It's not reality. Yeah. Well, you, you follow that I've got something to say next, okay. right? Okay. So, you know, when you're negating it like that right off the top. Uh, what I'm thinking is Cratchit is doing the thing of like, you know, we wish Scrooge could join us. Okay. You know, the wife is like, eh. Like, no, we wish Scrooge could join <laughs> us. I'm like, well, you know, Cratchit, who is one of the kindest men in town, mm. wishes Scrooge's redemption. Yeah. And, you know, maybe the maybe, you know, Fred is also like doing the thing. Well, we got a couple of souls here that are wanting the redemption of him. Yeah. Maybe that triggers boom over 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 to that. Because again, I was watching It's a Wonderful Life, okay, and you've got you know uh, George doing the prayer, mm-hmm. and then you got his wife doing the prayer, and then saying to the kids, "Pray very hard," <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it feels like that's like okay, heaven's rolling up their sleeves. Let's give it a shot. <laughs> and I, yeah, I always wonder like why does why does uh, Marley get like and Scrooge. Here's your here's your go at it. Yeah, you know what starts Marley what children. starts that? Why didn't I get my chance? Yeah, yeah. I'm giving you your chance, but yeah, I should have had a chance too. Maybe that's Mar- Marley's redemption too. In the Sim version, and I don't know if it's in the no, I'm calling it the Sim version. <laughs> the, uh, he says to Scrooge that many days he has sat next to him, but not been visible. But I don't know if that's in the book. Mm. But oh, he says that's he's, interesting. He's hanging around all the time. Yeah. 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 Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You remember there's that great scene of the woman, the poor woman in the light, the light and all the, the ghosts around her are all 
fruitlessly trying to to. I remember the prints yeah. were always so bad back when yes, I would watch it in the eighties, yes. and I never, I could never tell. tell yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's some people that are just sort of doing this kind of repetitive motion. Yeah, are they like, doing the can can? <laughs> Is this supposed to help this woman? Yeah. No, I mean that. That's when I mean, what you say is perfectly. Yeah, that's a like if you want to have to go back that way. I think to I know what, what, again. What were you saying though before was yeah. like it's just a story, man. And I'm like I understand. <laughs> we're just bullshit here. I'm not I'm literally trying to change the story. And he no, wrote I, it in three weeks. Talk to my yeah. I just talk like, to my MP. I just it's just kind of weird. It's like because it is weird. Like yeah, why does Marley get to do this? Like do other former partners of people get to show up on Christmas Eve and like. Who knows? Yeah, that was something, again, uh, when I was a kid, I watched Godspell, which made me not believe in God, which was a weird thing. Because um, there were so many elements in it that like were disturbing to me. But there's one story that was in there, which was like some brother uh, dies and goes to hell and, uh, and, and is saying, uh, oh, can, can I just go and warn my brother? About this, mm. you know, and and and, and they go, no, if uh, you didn't listen to Abraham and the others, they're not gonna, no, you can't do that. <laughs> and I and I thought at the time, well, you know what, the guy's in hell, and he's still going. I'm thinking of my brother and trying to. His first thought is of another person and trying to help. That's pretty. There's something to that. But they're like, no, no, no. You know, it was very yeah. Jack T. Chick. Only if <laughs> you like, only if you bring your lock boxes and chains with you. That's right. And so I like the idea of this, of like, no, this is like trying uh, good for Marley, trying his best. You know? Maybe he loses his lockboxes. I feel like it's his good deed that he... It's his good deed. Yeah. Maybe he gets to come back. Yeah, maybe the real, <laughs> real lockboxes well, are the friends we made along the way. <laughs> maybe when Scrooge dies the next year, Marley comes back and takes over the company. That seems wrong, though. But maybe, I mean, if that's true, then that's another great change that the... The Sim version, the Sims version made, <laughs> which is to have it say that he the kept Dave Sim version. He kept Christmas for many years. Like it implies, like a longer life than than you know, like yeah, a year later he kicked the bucket. Like, and I guess you're supposed to be like maybe the readers at that time are supposed to be like, <coughs> phew, he just just got under the wire. Like he only had a year to get his act together and, and not end up with a bunch of lockboxes attached to him. So I don't know, it's weird. What's fun about Christmas Carol? Because we don't really do it now, but at that time. Ghost stories weren't a Halloween thing. They were a Christmas tradition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People would have ghost stories. And so what's interesting about Dickens' story is that it kind of twists, it's kind of a twist on the ghost story in a way. It kind of, kind of cha- you know, it kind of turns around in a, in a different way. It's not like a scary story. It's sort of a celebration of, by using ghosts as this way to celebrate the spirit of Christmas or the, the power of transformation at Christmas time, which is, uh, you know. Here's a question for everyone. At Very this, good. At this table. Everybody? About time. Can we reach a quorum here? Here, here. I was having a little bit. I was with my friends last night, David Ems. Friend of the show. And I said, and he was talking about Die Hard and he called it a Christmas movie. Yes, sir. And I said, it's not a Christmas movie, David. It's a movie that takes place during Christmas. (laughs) There's a difference. So, uh, It's a Wonderful Life is not a Christmas movie. I think that's a transformative film. Like, it's a transformative thing that happens on Christmas, Christmas Eve, right? And how is Die Hard not? Well, it's an action movie that takes place during during Christmas. It takes place on Christmas, but it's about a, a person who uh, his family is in danger, yeah. and, and and then you know, and uh, there's a person who's redeemed. That's the police officer who you know, uh, you know, lost who they were. They were a lost yeah. soul. They were redeemed. They're, the love between the husband and the wife, you know, they were they were estranged, mm-hmm. and then through a series of you know, uh, trying to they save each other, yeah, and then uh, it all happens on Christmas. So how how is that? <laughs> 
Yeah, I just don't see it as a Christmas movie. But if you let's how you want to read it, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> I've had fine. the debate too. I don't think that it's a Christmas movie either. Yeah. What yeah. makes a Christmas movie a Christmas movie? That's where the debate comes in. <laughs> I think there's a little feeling. I don't think I get the feeling from I don't get the feeling from Gremlins either as a Christmas okay. movie. Yeah, but is either. is then it's a wonderful life a Christmas movie? I think it has become an honorary Christmas because we know that it was released in July, I think. Right. So is uh, Die Hard. Was it? It was a summer movie, Didn't it come out on Christmas? It was a summer movie. I mean, It's a Wonderful Life, yes, they're setting up a Christmas tree (laughs) at the end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then they sing Old Lang Syne, which is like, that's a New Year's song, but okay, fair enough, fair enough. They also sing the Herald Angels. Okay. But like, you know, and then there's a thing about every time a bell rings, but, you know, bells aren't necessarily just Christmas things. There seem to be very few Christmas elements to It's a Wonderful Life. I'm giving out wings. Yeah, yeah. I'm giving out wings to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, we love, and, we love yeah, doing that. I think, I think you are right. I think if we didn't have that time in the 70s and 80s when it was free range and it was on <laughs> all the time during Christmas, yeah. I think that's where it became. Yeah. It's honorary by default. So if Die Hard played every Christmas uh, now all the way through December a million times, which is probably going to be close if AMC gets a hold right. of it, right? <laughs> then I think it would. Because the vibe is there. And there's a little bit of, I guess, I'll give him transformative. I don't remember that. I remember cut feet. Really what I took away from Die Hard. Yeah, was, yeah. yeah, better watch out. You better not cry. Kill, killing a bunch of people. Oh, he yeah. uses wrapping paper, Christmas wrapping paper on his uh, back mm-hmm. and the tape to hold the gun. So it's like he's taking out the present and blam. The reason we were talking about it is because we were watching uh, the 3D version of a 1950s film called Eye of the Jury, which is a Mickey... Spillane novel with Mike Hammer. It's the eye of the jury. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the film, I don't know if the book does this, but the film takes place at Christmas. And all the intertitles are Christmas cards telling you the places that he's going. You know, so it'll be like season's greetings from Central Park. And then, you know, then he's, he's like along some sort of area in Central Park, or not in the park itself, but along some area along, you know. Anyway, and so... While I was watching this, David would go, oh, look, that person is whistling uh, Jingle Bells. It's a Christmas movie. <laughs> no, it's not a Christmas movie. It's a movie that takes place at Christmas. Is Miracle on it's 34th a hard Street boiled. a Christmas movie? It almost doesn't feel like a Christmas movie. I've never seen a Miracle on, a Miracle on 34th Any Street. Any other versions? None, none of them, no. Oh, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through a couple of movies. I'm not opposed movies, to it. I just haven't seen you it. You tell me if they're Christmas movies. Okay. Okay. Uh, Edward Scissorhands. No. Okay. All right. Uh, no. I was just trying to think. I don't remember. I haven't seen it since I saw it. It's very theater. wintry. Yeah, me me oh, neither. Okay. All right. Uh, Batman Returns. No. <laughs> no, that one, I, I would disagree. That one, I believe, is a Christmas movie. Because so much of it takes place at Christmas. It's happening at Christmas. Yeah. It's Christmas tree. Sure. It's all on the Christmas well, time. That's fine. I mean, Christmas is a good time of year to set a yeah. movie because it gives you reasons to have people to get together. Right. It gives you, like, you know, like the, the party at Nakatomi Plaza makes sense that it's happening. It doesn't make sense it's on Christmas Eve. That seems a very inconvenient time for most human beings to have <laughs> right. a Christmas party. Can I go like, home? I got presents to wrap. It starts off, it also starts off with Christmas carols playing and uh, the our Run DMC song, Christmas. Oh yeah, very, how Christmas can I like it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, uh, but yeah, I think, you know, I think it's a good excuse for, you know, but I, I just don't. I think it's there's a difference so, between a movie that's gremlins, Christmas. No, see, I don't think of gremlins. Yeah, I don't think a gremlins is a Christmas movie. At Christmas time. Okay, all right. Well, it's about the gremlins are a gift, right? Are they a gift? Yeah, I think so. A well, Christmas yeah. gift. Once again, a summer release. All right. Mm. In Bruges. I didn't see In Bruges. No. <laughs> okay. It happens on Christmas. Kay. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> uh, eyes wide shut. <laughs> 
I didn't see it either. Um, no. Okay, very good. Let's see. <laughs> Weapon. Well, that's not uh, that's not right at all. <laughs> What's that? What is like any Shane Black film takes Psycho. place at Christmas? The cycle. No, I don't Christmas? think because they're saying how when uh, <coughs> when uh, Janet uh, Lee's uh, leaving uh, with the money, uh, there's Christmas decorations around. Mm. So it's a automatically a Christmas movie, not and, just uh, taking place at that time. And Rambo: First Blood. First Blood. <laughs> uh, not until the incoherent monologue at the end of the movie. Very good. Okay, there we are. Huh. Yeah, funny. It's uh, I so. Don't know. So, what makes a but I uh, a makes, yeah, that's a good debate. I feel like something transformative. I feel like yeah, a character has to go through a transformation, like a spiritual transformation or something like that, where they go from whatever to whatever. How about all and, these? How about all of these Hallmark Christmas romance movies? Are those <laughs> Christmas movies? No, they're like winter movies. Okay, that they just, just just take place at Christmas. Yeah, but they're just taking place okay. in winter. Because that's a whole genre into itself. Oh, it sure is. Christmas romance. I haven't seen enough of those films to really I'll say. To judge. I don't think I've seen any. I, don't think, I think I saw a little bit of one one time. but Okay, but, what's a Christmas movie then that's like the Christmas movie? I mean, I guess those are Christmas. I mean, if they're like wrap opening presents or something and I mean, a Christmas story. Or, I'm not the biggest fan of it, but a Christmas story is definitely, definitely a Christmas, definitely a Christmas movie. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Someone's yeah, memory yeah, of Christmas. Yeah, yeah. it is. And the Christmas carols are, but I honestly but was Black serious. Christmas is not a Christmas. Movie. I was serious about saying because when I the little bits I've seen of uh, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, which happens at Christmas, it's got Santa Claus in it. Whether he's even the real guy, yeah. But yet the crux of the story seems to be getting this little girl a family, which is some other sort of dramatic mm. thing. Mm. That by the end of it, when you just say, "Ah, is he Santa Claus?" I, I don't know, but they got together, and you're just like, "Well." No, if it's a Christmas movie, then it, then he flies away. Yeah. That's what a Christmas movie is. So there's got to be a magical element. If Santa Claus, yeah, I think it has to be. Made then let me nice. throw this at you, my friend. Oh, uh, I mean, no, I strike <laughs> that from the record. Throw this one at you, then. Love actually. Ah, because there ma- there's a magical element to that. Is there? What's the magic? Magic is uh, Mr. Bean uh, just shows up when necessary and kind of uh, mixes mixes things up. But he's only in one scene, isn't he? No, no, this is a couple of scenes. Is he? Ooh. Yeah, he he, 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 he's. He first of all he does all the things with the you know the yeah. package to to fuck things up. But then he's at the airport and he blocks he blocks the security from uh, getting to the kid who's going to <laughs> tell the uh, girl okay. that he loves him. Oh. Yeah, at that point you just yeah. completely like you're like wait no this is a this is a pixie <laughs> and he's going out the door through the window. <laughs> I think Love Actually is a Chris, Christmas movie though. I see. I kind of mm, there's a there's a guy writing a Christmas song. <laughs> yeah, it's got the yeah. It's got uh, there's Christmas a present that goes around. terribly wrong, which breaks up a marriage or doesn't break up the marriage, but like really messes things up. I kind of feel that it is a Christmas movie, but I don't watch it as a Christmas. Movie. In fact, I don't watch it at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> I really wow. enjoyed it. Honestly, yeah. there was a review this year that was just like, oh, this gets worse with age. It was already shit when it came out. And it gets worse with age, and I'm looking like I really enjoyed it. Yeah, movie. we all had laughs and we enjoyed it back then. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, comedy doesn't age well liked, sometimes, you know. I liked uh, elements of it at the time, but yeah, yeah. But, but I think maybe that's what's good about a movie like that is that it has parts that you can pick and choose from. It's different I stories. I watched that. They had like an hour long special. Yeah. And they were talking to uh, what's his name? Richard Hugh Grant. Curtis? Oh, and sorry. He was like a bit of a Who, Richard Curtis? No, Hugh oh, Grant. Hugh Grant, okay. And he was like, he apparently said to Emma Thompson at the premiere, yeah. what the hell did we make? He had this sort of idea, just like, what a mess of a movie this thing is. I'm like, really? I don't, it's a bunch of intertwined stories. I didn't have a problem with that. But, That's funny. Okay, a couple, couple other movies. Oh my gosh, yeah, I know all these all right, titles. Here we go, all right. Okay. 
Shop around the corner. Christmas movie, not oh, Christmas, yeah, Christmas movie. movie. All right. Meet me in St. Louis. Nope. Christmas movie, nope. Miracle on 34th it could Street. Easily, it could also be a Halloween movie, Meet Me in St. Louis. Okay. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, no, it's a Halloween movie. <laughs> yeah, it is more of a Halloween movie. All right, there we go. We've talked about Die Hard. <laughs> it's a Wonderful Life. Okay, Little Women. Never seen Little Women. Oh, see, they got the apartment on there. And I saw that was ah, on TV the other day, and I thought, okay. why is that on Christmas Day? <laughs> must happen at Christmas. Oh, okay. okay. we got a Christmas story. Rare Exports. That is definitely a Christmas movie. That's a Christmas movie. Finished cri- cri- Christmas movie. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Good Edward movie. Scissorhands. Uh, trading Places. Oh, wow. Yeah. I guess you wouldn't. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. You gotta I don't think no? so. Elf. Yeah. Yes. Christmas movie. <laughs> good. Yes. Christmas All movie. right. Uh, Batman Returns. We've discussed already. Uh, Bad Santa. Uh, and Bad Santa Two. And Bad Santa Two. Uh, I've not seen them. I've not seen them. I can't comment. Okay. The movie White Christmas. Um, White Christmas. Huh? White Christmas. Is that a Christmas movie? White Christmas. It's is not a Christmas really. Movie. You don't think so? Isn't it? Or am I getting it mixed up? With is Holiday it? Inn. Yeah, that's what I might be getting it mixed up with. Because <laughs> yeah. basically, it's the same plot. <laughs> Holiday Inn, is, Holiday Inn is here, yeah. As well. I don't think of Holiday Inn as a Christmas movie. Maybe, maybe White Christmas. It's called White Christmas. I guess it's a yeah. Christmas movie. Okay. Well, when did you last see Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas? When it came on television. Oh my God, I watched it a few years ago. <laughs> Jeez, that's a tough go. Is it a tough go? <laughs> oh yeah. Why? Well, like I don't know. Just really bottom slow. nightmare band. Really, <laughs> really slow. It's just really slow and quiet. Oh, okay. Like, really. Oh, okay. Like, oh, I was <laughs> encouraging Dave to give it another watch, but yeah, I, I told him to watch Muppet Christmas Carol instead. Uh, <laughs> the Bishop's Wife. Oh, that's always on there too. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Cary Grant. I guess it's a Christmas movie. He's an angel. Okay. So what's that one with? Uh, never mind. <laughs> what's that one with who? No, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. You've said Black Christmas is not. No, it's not transformative. Well, I guess people are transformed into dead bodies with bags over their head. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I feel yeah, like that's, that's a, a Christmas, Christmas movie. movie. Yeah, is it transformative? Yeah, I think uh, I think Clark learns a lesson. Scrooged. I guess yes. so. It's not a good movie. <laughs> Okay, Harold and Kumar Christmas. <laughs> I've not seen it. I've not seen no it. Comment. All right, that's not bad. I imagine it's it a is Christmas what movie. it is. And I it imagine is what it's a it is. Christmas Home Alone. Oh, because hmm. it does. Take and they Christmas. show it like it is. Uh, I, I don't put it in my realm of yeah of Christmas movies though, and that's stupid. Okay, you know what? I can't be trusted. <laughs> All right, Krampus. Sure. All right, Love Actually. We've talked about now. Now this is not the bishop's wife. This is the preacher's wife. This is the den, uh, dental uh, Washington. I don't know what I'm one. afraid. Right, same can, same plot. Same plot right? Oh, okay. Same deal. Oh, I see. It's just a it's a black version of it. Right. Nice. I just I should watch that. Uh, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Yes, I think and that's... the Santa Claus two and the Santa Claus three. I have not and seen those. Santa I've not seen those films. They sound very Christmassy. All right. Are they Christmassy? They are Christmassy. What with the Santa character and he flies in it. Is Jingle All the Way a Christmas movie? Yeah, Jingle All the Way. Oh, with, uh, I want to say Shaboom. That's another Sinbad, name. Sinbad. Yeah, and Arnold Schwarzenegger? Sinbad and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I've never and seen Phil it. Hartman in a great oh. role as the slimy neighbor. Yeah, they must, they must have some transformative elements uh, at the end of that. So, yeah, okay. We're going to give them that. Nice. I think of the the Preston, Preston Sturges written film, Remember the Night, as a uh, Christmas movie. How about A Night to Remember, the Titanic disaster movie? <laughs> not a Christmas movie. Is it, did they sink on Christmas? <laughs> no. Oh, then no. Well, not Molly Brown. Yeah, she's, she's unsinkable, yeah. Yeah. Everyone just hang on to her. The idea fine. that she drowned is unthinkable. So, did you, as a mu- musician, 
in all seriousness. No. <laughs> uh, as, as a musician, have you ever had to perform a Christmas uh, uh, gig, holiday gig? Not as a musician, no. Oh, Follow have you had to perform question. a holiday <laughs> As what? <laughs> I was in a Christmas pantomime okay. one year, so I have performed at Christmas. Oh, what did you, I, what did you play in the... Uh, I was a native... Oh, the island native. Okay, you know, grass skirt. Oh no, you mask. weren't. And we've got the picture right here. We're just going to put it online. <laughs> put that up there if you're following along at home. The live feed. <laughs> I was watching uh, Gambit yesterday at David's uh, with uh, Shirley MacLaine and Michael Caine. Christmas movie directed by Ronald Neem, who directed the Poseidon Adventure. Christmas movie. <laughs> it is. A, that's a New Year's movie. <laughs> it is a New Year's movie. Um, it was kind of funny watching it because, uh, well, first Shirley MacLaine is. Made up slightly orient to look oriental, oriental Asian. <laughs> Sorry, everyone went back in time. Uh, t- you know, with the, the kind of uh, heavy lids. You know, that's the way that she's made up. It's yeah. supposed to have like a slightly Asian look to like her. Like Mickey Rooney and breakfast. Not quite <laughs> like John Wayne and Genghis Khan. Not quite as that bad. It's more subtle than that. It wasn't Genghis Khan. It was something with where he played Genghis Khan. <laughs> but worse is uh, worse is Herbert Lom playing a, an, an Arabian character with who's Chris Brown skinned. And then a, another actor who's a British actor who, if you saw him, you'd recognize him uh, as a British actor who's, you know, been uh, changed. His color's been changed. So he's like a, also like a Sikh maybe kind of character. You're just like, woo, woo. How come you don't see this movie on TV very much? Oh, this is why. Never mind. It was a good movie, though. It was actually really good. I tried. Okay. We watched Glass Onion and enjoyed it. And then we watched a couple other films like uh, uh, The Last, the Last of, of Sheila, Sheila and, yeah. and what have you. And then as you're going down the list of like, you know, you might also like you yeah. know, this. Then it gets down to Murder by Death. Okay. And you're like, oh, that's interesting because it's a parody Bob kind Clark. of movie. What's that? Bob Clark. Or that's not Murder by Death. That's uh, Murder by Decree is Bob Clark. Sorry. Okay. Uh, this is one yeah. where you got uh, Peter Falk playing Humphrey Bogart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's a couple is that Neil Simon who wrote that? Yeah, okay. that's right. And then... Peter Sellers is Charlie Chan, or whatever the version is. <laughs> yes. Well, he'd already played an Indian character in uh, The Party, so what else is new? What I've heard about, and again, I'm just saying this to our friend here because I've said this already to you. Yeah. What I've heard is the majority of the Peter Sellers characters that he kind of got famous playing were comedic versions of characters that Alec Guinness had played straight. Oh. So Alec, Guin- Alec Guinness had played like an Indian uh, man. And he played like a Frenchman, and so uh, Peter Sellers would do make fun of Alec Guinness, and people would go, ha, "That's hilarious! You should do that." I'm like maybe I should, and so yeah, he uh, has gone on to do that. So he, he was very close to having him be an Obi Wan parody or something. <laughs> he would have been great in in Spaceballs. Spaceballs. <laughs> so so uh, I'm like, uh, I wonder, I wonder how that Charlie Chan thing's going to hold up. And, you know, maybe we could just like brush past that. Sure. And it's sure. like let's just let's just put the trailer on yeah. and we'll see how we sweet fucking lord <laughs> oh my god oh no there's no yeah james coco is uh you know uh, Poirot. Poirot. yeah Poirot. and you, i remember it being funny-ish and funny-ish, sure. you know and uh, uh you know truman capote is there as truman capote basically <laughs> to, to twain street right that's the address Isn't that to, i to think twain so street? that's right yeah and the, and the trailer starts with you know it starts with a man who isn't Truman Capote saying this, and it's Truman Capote. Huh. And about the same time, that's when the Black Bird comes out, right? The the oh the Black the Bird, Maltese Falcon yeah. parody. I think of the yeah. the Maltese Bippy. No, <laughs> which has nothing to do with anything to oh, do with that. It's called the Black Bird. Okay, because it was Peter Falk again doing oh. this. And I'm like, well, what oh. is this one? Which oh. one of them has a. Uh, 
Who's the girl with him in Murder by Death? Is oh, it Joanna him. Cassidy? Gonna I've look. never seen Murder by Death. Uh, Siskel and Eber didn't like it, and so Alec, I can't see the point of watching is that it. The, is Alec Guinness in it as the butler that's blind? That's correct, yeah. And, and, and Nancy Walker is the maid that's deaf. <laughs> She's mute. She can't say anything and he can't say anything. But yeah, there was a, there was something similar at the same time. This is before he played Obi-Wan Kenobi and could get out get the hell out of these sort of movies. It's probably after. Isn't that, isn't oh. that after Star Wars? Uh, who, who knows when it was filmed? Yeah, though? could be. Well, yeah, I'll tell you. <coughs> no, 76. 76. Yeah, uh, Peter Sellers is Sidney Wang. Uh, David Niven and Maggie Smith are Dick and uh, Dora Charleston. Uh, Obviously Nick and Dora Charles. Yeah, uh, James Coco is Milo Perrier. Peter Falk is Sam Diamond. And uh, Elsa Lanchester is Jessica Marbles. Ah. (laughs) The laughs keep coming just in the names. Yeah. Miss Marbles. Written by Neil Simon. Yeah. Written by Neil Simon. That's right. He cashed the check, and that's why he's got a lockbox around him. <laughs> and, uh, is he still alive? He died. I think, yeah. By death? By death. <laughs> he was murdered by death. All right. Fair enough. There you huh. are. I mean, look, it's a good cast. Yeah. It's a good cast, and then you go like, uh, well, at least Peter, uh, you know, uh, Sellers never did that. The, the fiendish plot of Dr. Fu Manchu. <laughs> Again? Again? Did they just let him save the makeup? And okay, fair enough. Number one son is like whatever. I can't think what the quote was. Mike would have known it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying now to think of uh, of uh, who played Charlie Chan in the uh, cartoon. Oh, Don't, it Don can't, it can't what? possibly. What cartoon? Yeah, it can't. Charlie possibly. Chan and the Chan Clan. Yeah, the Chan. Clan. Oh, okay. It was one of these where, okay, so they're solving a mystery, and then I think like halfway through they play some rock and roll music, and it's them drawn over the Archies doing the rock and roll thing. Yeah, yeah. There's no way that it's anyone Asian playing Charlie Chan, right? There's no hope in hell. There's not a hope. That they, there's not a hope. They didn't even get at at all. The amazing Chan and the Chan. They couldn't. That's right. They just couldn't act. They tried to find them, but they tried so tried so so hard. Wait. Wait, oh, no, so close. <laughs> oh, maybe. Oh, eh. Key, Key Luke. Yeah. Okay, all right. That's sounding like it's, oh, yeah. Key Luke is uh, Holy is, cow, is they did. Oh, my Lord, that's so nice. And then Robert uh, Robert Ito uh, from yeah. uh, Quincy yeah. also. Nice. Oh, thank God. Well, everything's <laughs> yeah. fine. Oh. And as always, uh, you know, one of the uh, daughters, uh, you know, Asian daughters, yeah. played by uh, Jodie Foster. <laughs> of course. Who also played Pugsley in The Addams Family. Cartoon. Cartoon. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, I was going to say something, but that's All righty. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's all good. The worst Christmas show I ever did. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't when you're a native. No, July 25th. <laughs> July 25th. Not a Christmas movie. <laughs> I did a show called Christmas Nuts. The only reason I bring it up is because you had asked me about the thing there. I did. And this was just gnawing away at the back of my head. Christmas, Christmas Nuts. Nuts. Okay. This is Sounds a, great already. This is about 10 years ago. Oh. Christmas Nuts. Yeah, get it's it. It's a Jericho Arts Center. <laughs> sketch comedy. I love sketch comedy. Yeah. Sure. Sketch comedy. Sorry, what year is this again? 2011, I think I did. This. 2011, really? 20, okay. Christmas 2010, Christmas 2011. How come you didn't tell right. me you're doing this? Because. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, Christmas nuts? <laughs> now, I guess people, is it a British tradition to have nuts at Christmas? Because Christmas nuts is a thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if someone to say, hey, Christmas nuts, hey, we're, uh, the, so we're doing the show Christmas nuts yeah. in December. 
at Christmas time. Makes sense. There's nothing Christmassy in it. Really? All they did, and this is just, this sickens me. This goes back to the uh, the magician, the hacky magician. <laughs> is they take sketches. Like existing sketches? Existing sketches. Ugh, nice. And do them. Oh. And they're... How'd you get involved in this? It was a guy that directed a show in White Rock. He okay. said, hey, we're doing this and you do sketch comedy. And I'm like, yeah, I'd love to do this. This would be great. Little did I know that it was this. And I yeah. could have backed out, but now I... I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I guess part of me was kind of perverted and wanted to see how it played. <laughs> so we did the sketch. There's like a redneck sketch where you talk about, oh, it's great here to be on Bob's deck. And it's like a dick thing, but it's oh, all, doesn't yeah. like sitting out here with a dog on your dick kind of deck okay. joke. Nice. Yeah. And, and it kills, that's like right? A, that's like a all YouTube one. come yeah. to this yeah. love yeah. this. I'm just like, oh, it's so sickening. <laughs> they did a thing where the girls came out in like um, sexy nurse outfits. Yeah. Yeah. And held up a board. That we pretended was like the wall of the urinals. And so I come out and I'm pretending to use the urinal. And yeah. then the guy comes up next to me. And then it's like, you hold my drink and hold this. And then suddenly you're holding this guy's and this thing. And it kills. It's <laughs> nice. like, this is not. Nice. No. Then the oldest guy. Yeah. The oldest British guy. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah. He comes out with a hat on and a fake mustache. And he sings, um... What's the matter, you? Hey, what are you so... Hey, remember this novel sure, song sure. from yeah, the yeah, 70s? Yeah, of course. Because it, it kills. Yeah, What's of course the it matter? does. <laughs> and uh, it's just... I'm so mad at this, that, that this is even working. And then we do, halfway through, at the, this is before intermission. Yeah. And this was during rehearsal when I asked about this. He yeah. says, we do this thing called the full Mountie. The full Mountie. <laughs> <laughs> the full Mountie. God. All right. So I said, oh, well, what's the full Mountie? He says, oh, well, have you seen The Full Monty? And I said, yeah, I saw The Full Monty. <laughs> he says, well, you know how they do like a striptease yeah. thing at the end. I go, yeah, I know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> he says, well, we come out in a Mountie outfit. Yeah. And I said, okay. He said, yeah. And they, and they play that same song. You know the song? Oh, I said, God. yeah, they play the song. Okay. And so we sort of dance around to that, you know. And we, uh, we uh, take off. We have gloves. And we take off the gloves. And I went, oh, yeah. He <laughs> says, and then we have the lanyard. And we take the lanyard off. And we swing it around. And I said, oh, yeah. Because then we have the jacket, right? So the jacket comes off. We take yeah. the jacket off. We still have the hat on, I think. I don't think the hat... It doesn't matter. There. We dance <laughs> well, without the hat, more. you're not a Mountie. He says, and then we've had these pants that are made, and there's like a, a an opening down the side. And I say, yeah. He <laughs> says, so if you just pull them, they just come right off. Nice. And, and I said... Everything's great. Yeah. He <laughs> says, so... We're just there, right? It's just us. It's just, uh, and he kept, he kept saying, this is so fucking funny. This is so fucking funny. He keeps saying. And I'm like, what? And so we're in, our, we're in this underwear. Yeah. And, and, uh, and just our shoes and, and our hat, maybe that has to on. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. He says, then we had the underwear specially made, too. Oh, my God. So what we do is we cup ourselves. And then we tear off the underwear. And I'm going, yeah, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like... And the joke is... And then we turn around and we show our bare asses to the audience. Yeah. And then we come back out and then we bow and then we leave. I'm like, well, that's not... That's just... What? <laughs> we're going to strip in this Christmas show? <laughs> and it's not a joke. Yeah, and the yeah. joke is that we're we're doing it? Like, yeah. I'm just... I, I'm well, How is it? It's, it is the full Monty, except it is the full Mountie. So you've done a yeah. bad pun. We're going to do this. And I'm stripping with you old bastards? Like... <laughs> But that's the, that's the bad part. I'm stripping in a Christmas show? Yeah. And I look worse than you guys. Yeah. And so <laughs> this is the Christmas nuts. <laughs> exactly. That's what it, 
featuring the full Mountie. They didn't even market it right, but you're right. That's the bit, yeah. And so I did it. I did this. Well, you had to. And okay. so I did not tell. I didn't say, hey, Dave, why didn't you come out and see me and maybe Christmas spectacular? Okay. Well, I got a, I got a follow-up question. Okay. What was Ziggy sawdust in the show? <laughs> uh, Christmas nuts four. Does it say what year this is? Uh, this was uh, uh, 12. Yeah, it was 2012. Uh, it says like at the 3.5 tenors. Ziggy sawdust, <laughs> lots of politically incorrect s- sketches, ideal for corporate and private functions as well. Okay, this is not the one we did. Okay, all right, sorry about that. Maybe we did the year before or the year after. Okay. No, we did. A, I did a thing where I was an, an acrobat. Yeah. You know, and, the, and we, but we just ran out. Okay. And then ran back. Yeah. And then ran out. And then ran back. <laughs> right. And then, then ran out and then hung on to the other guy and then ran back. <laughs> we ran out. They get killed. It's like this isn't anything. <laughs> this isn't a thing. Oh my god, it was awful. Yeah, this was. Uh, yeah, this was 2012. It was a holiday hot ticket. Oh, what sure. to do in Vancouver? Yeah, hot tickets. Here's so. Wait a second. Was this oh, a, that was yours, guys? Okay, guys. Was this a Christmas movie? <laughs> this was a Christmas nightmare. <laughs> oh my stars! It was a nightmare at Christmas. Oh wait a second. Okay, let me see. Let me see if I can find this. Hold it. <laughs> All right. So I gotta. I gotta go to another page to like open this. So uh, you didn't go back and do any more. No. Well, it was funny because uh, at the end of it, then we oh. had this final meeting. <laughs> I don't know how I wasn't in that. <laughs> That's my that's my thing. That sounds like a hundred percent like something I would have got stuck in. And be talking about on this show forever. We had not, this big meeting and they said, All right, everybody go. get to come into the room one at a time. And I went to this room like a godfather, right? So yeah, yeah. the directors there and the musical guys there and the girl yeah. oh, there. You were that was of course the Cirque de Silly. That's right. It was Cirque de Silly. Was the acrobat thing? Yeah. Uh, you, you, there was the three tenors. The three tenors. What was which I was Pavarotti, uh, Carraris, and Domingo Trio singing "O Sol Mio" in Italian with lyrics about Italian cars and food. Oh well, so that yeah, that's yeah. Oh macaroni, I want a pizza. Ah, I'm just gonna start you off, and you gotta remember this. Okay, okay. So here we go. All right, so uh, all right, the divorce song was sung by who? What character? D I V O R C E. She oh, had a character name. Yeah, it was Tammy something. So it was Tammy Wynette who sang yeah, the original. Yeah, so it was not Tammy Wynette. It was Tammy. Why not? There you go. That's <laughs> nice job. And Boom. she spelled out profane words like A S S H O L E. Yeah, there and we go. And she did a great job with it, but it's. Yeah, tell me why not. <laughs> All right. And uh, Patsy Cline was uh, singing as well. Mm. And she was carrying a picture of somebody and mourning uh, her breakup with him. Who was uh, she mourning the breakup? I'm giving trivia on your life. Um, so what? Uh, who was she mourning? It was a... Uh, Did she sing Stand By Your Man? Yeah, I believe so. And it was... Uh, well, she didn't sing it originally. Wait, wait. Think, but... Okay, but but it was, a, it was a royal family member. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Does that help you at all? No. Prince William. I guess it would be Prince William. I thought she had a picture of her actual husband. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, hold it. Okay, so here is the, this is the review. Let me give you the first line. I thought I was going to be mean and I didn't want to say anything, but it, this is a glowing review. Whether this company emerged from the Australian and UK TV series or simply named their company after them, this seasonal comedy review was comedy at its finest. <laughs> Wacky characters, tongue-in-cheek situations, parodies of country as well as top stars, ridicule. So there's no top country stars, ridiculing top musicals, and so forth and so on. 
Okay. This is Yelp. And there was a there was a there was a Christmas medley that was uh, that was done in the style of Phil Spector. I don't remember. You don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> it well, was the a, girls did sing, so there is a chance that the girls did do something. Right. It okay. was a good. It was a good one, almost straight out of the Rockettes. Mm. <laughs> well, and, well known Phil Spector group, the yeah, Rockettes, and the Robert Palmer skit was simply hilarious. Robert Palmer skit it was a Robert. Palmer <laughs> was that was that like a parody of like the 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 girls with a guitar? Video? Yeah, it was like that, but. Like they, I, I don't remember them being. There was just like this, like this the song. Yeah. Like it was it was funny because you the, the three of us were the girls. That that was the extent. Oh, of the okay. Thing. The song was done straight. Yeah. And we were the girls, but we weren't allowed to do anything funny. But it wasn't even that. I'm sure the girls were dressed as the girls. Yeah. What but else have we got? You got kudos, by the way. Oh, kudos sh- to com- comedic players Dave Brown, Jason Dedrick, and a couple of people who I don't. Jason. <laughs> uh, so what Jason's was the so mad Celine Dion name. parody name? <laughs> you can guess as well if you want to right. Celine Dion let's make fun of that she's French and uh, we're not respecting her that much so Celine Dion both names are jokes because that's how you do it <laughs> if you can sometimes it's just Tammy Wine. yeah you think like it's enough to have set up punchline punchline is a punchline okay so, so Celine so is it going to be Supreme or is it going to be Celise or <laughs> I don't know I'm afraid it was Silly Oh, silly! Like Cirque du Soleil? We've come back with Celine. <laughs> oh, we did the same joke twice. <laughs> Lovely. Lovely. But uh, but in this case, silly is spelt with a C, which you can't tell. So it doesn't matter. And her last name, of course, uh, Dion, we changed to Dijon. Ah. Silly Dijon. Silly Dijon. And then... Did uh, you say what she sang? She <laughs> says it was a good one, and Mae West was just perfect as she went around teasing the male seniors sitting on their laps and pressing her breasts against their faces. Because <laughs> that's a comedy. That's a comedy. That's What's a the matter? spicy... <laughs> that's a spicy uh, meatball. Mentioned the full Mountie? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, we're not, we're, we're not there yet. <laughs> Stand-up comedy... With uh, with a with a nun, do you remember her name? Sister Mary Immaculate, and her Irish accent poking fun at both the Protestants and Catholics alike. Good, fair yeah, and fair balanced. Fair, 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 there was a guy as a nun. I see. Yeah. I see. Right. Putting on an Irish accent, and well, uh, maybe really Irish. Oh, okay. And a British cleaning lady talking about her <laughs> husband and how great and and encyclopedic her husband is. What's that, Nina? How encyclopedic her husband is. Yeah, I don't. I remember the girl doing the sketch. She didn't want to do it. It wasn't funny. <laughs> I remember her learning it and wondering what it was. Why he was encyclopedic? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. And then I did a hockey song. Okay. There's an old two Ronnie's sketch. I see. Where Ronnie Barker does a, a musical bit as a, an announcer calling a soccer game. And it's all done in any sort of so and so has the ball and blah blah blah. So this guy, one of these guys, wrote hockey lyrics to it. Okay, hockey's fun because it's Canadian, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it didn't rhyme. It didn't make sense. It didn't hold true to even what Ronnie Barker had done with this soccer sketch. Yeah. So I had to rewrite it as an all. I had to rewrite it as an all star. <laughs> thing to make it work yeah it's still not funny and i've recited all this bure's got this and he goes to the goal and this hockey player does bure how how topical oh i was cutting edge you wanted topical with this show i hadn't played on the for oh, the connect for like 15 years funny awful <laughs> let me wrap it up my favorites were the full mountie 
a takeoff on the full Monty, where old RCMP fogies bear it all. And if I were not, yeah, where uh, the comedians express what they would rather do in life, like you saying anything else in the show. And at the end, we all joined in with the 12 Days of Christmas. Did you sing the whole 12 Days of Christmas at the end? Like, was it a parody or was it the actual 12 days of fucking Christmas? Can you imagine? Oh, I don't what remember. could make this worse? <laughs> hey, have the longest, <laughs> slowest yeah. song in the world. Because this thing, uh, uh, if I were not. Uh, yeah. So this is one of these things where you come out and say, if I were not before the bar, one thing I wouldn't be. If I were not before an engine keeper, me. Okay. With hoochie hoo and a waka wah. Hoochie hoo and a waka wah. Uh, <laughs> and then the next John person Cleese, comes out If I was not upon the scene. Yeah. And it was like, I can, I can, I So now everybody's trying to do a thing together. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's in it except me. <laughs> I don't even get to be in there. I wasn't in it. <laughs> Everybody in the cast is in it, but not me. I mean, I didn't want to be, but I, I it just seemed weird. Here's yeah. the finale. Everybody on stage, not you. You <laughs> wait for the 12 days yeah. of Christmas. In case something happens and we all get killed, we need one of us to survive, to carry on. Christmas nuts three. Christmas. Third time lucky. So, um, Worst Christmas show No, you're, you're starting to tell us about the, uh, the, the, end, the end meeting. Oh, well, yeah, just the fact that we would go into the, the room. So meeting. there was a guy behind the desk, and the girl was standing, the other guy was there. Was yeah. uh, this was a, uh, the crux of it was, would you do this again? And I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, really? So, yeah. We rehearsed nightly for months, it seemed, <laughs> to get this piece of shit up. Oh, my God. And then they gave you oh. money in the envelope and said, that is for you. Don't tell anybody else how much you got. It was like, always good. Always good. What? You all got different amounts of pay. Well, we didn't. Because we asked. I said, what did you get? I got... (laughs) (laughs) And it's now, of course, these shows are never... You never get paid... For your rehearsal time, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like back in the day, you say, you're going to get 100 bucks a night. You're just, oh, fantastic. 100 bucks. That's easy money. Except for the four months of rehearsal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the fact <laughs> it was just three nights. It ran for three nights. That's right. Or it was one night, right? In the case of a murder mystery, you get 100 bucks for this. But that works out to 30 cents an hour. <laughs> uh, what did the Mounties strip to? What song? Uh, was it the, was it a song no, it was the same from the song full Monty? He said, he said it was from the full Monty. It the was, song from the full it Monty. was from the full you Monty. Leave your yeah. hat on. No, then, okay, I guess the Mounties because of the hat. I guess. But it just feels like it should be a Canadian song. But just... Uh, should yeah. be some Stomp of Tom Connors. There should have been <laughs> just that extra little bit of something. But there wasn't. It was just cake and this. But, I mean, when but he it, was describing that to me, and I'm just like, what? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, so we stripped down. Cup yourself. <laughs> and, of course, the, the room... Is uh, have you been in the Jericho Art yeah. Center? Yeah. yeah, it's theater in the round. <laughs> we were actually at the one end of the stage. Yeah, but they did it cabaret style, so it was all little round tables. Oh. And so as far away as Ian is from me right now, <laughs> a little more than arm's length. Yeah, there's a there's three little like Japanese girls, and I'm <laughs> I get I. I <laughs> You're cupping for all you all your. All your cupping is worth. I went for the cupping, <laughs> but there was a problem with this Uh-oh. underwear. Yeah, and I had to do a quick like pull down, jump out it kind of a thing. I'm like, what? What am I? It was eight nights. We did eight nights of this. Ah, Monday to Thursday, freezing cold December. I drive out from Cloverdale to the Jericho Art Center. Yeah, yeah. 
Ugh, yeah. these poor girls. <laughs> <laughs> Laughing. When we were doing it, when we were doing a rehearsal of yeah. it, the guy that's the director, he says, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm doing the face and stuff. It's all old guys. Everybody's 60. And then there's one little guy. And then me. Yeah. And I'm like, doing this. He says, stop making it funny, Jason. Don't make it funny. It's not funny. Play it straight. And I'm like, oh, you, what are you, what are you talking about? I can't make a face. You're an 80-year-old man taking off his clothes, and I can't make an eyebrows? No, you'll ruin it. You'll ruin the integrity of what we're doing. Check out this review we got later. I think I proved my point. You wrote that. Show enjoyed by some. Check out this Yelp review we got later on that night. So... Was it mostly like old people who came to see this? Well, uh, it was people from the neighborhood. I feel it, okay. was, it was that part of town. It was yeah, like, yeah. This was a delightful Some thing. people will come to a show. So, if you do something at the, at the Jericho Arts, yeah, yeah. people will show up. Yeah, and it was the third. People yeah. had come before. They'd come for the full Mountie before, and they were delighted to see it. Because <laughs> of the jokes in it. Where five guys well, stripped. What they liked was the integrity of it. Yeah. But uh, I'll tell you, it's pretty crazy to take these things off. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I saw his RCM penis. <laughs> <laughs> and so on and so forth. <laughs> Guys. Yeah. I mentioned music earlier. You did. Because we have a musician here. Okay. But then you also enjoy music, David. Yeah. I'm, but uh, you enjoy presenting music. That's more true. More than you enjoy I'm not performing. A, I'm not a musician. So please ask Jason to do any song, and he will do it. <laughs> oh, Wait, really? no, instead, uh, uh, what, we, what we've been doing on our show uh, recently is, uh, is uh, we've been doing a little tribute to a past podcast called Sneaky Dragon Listening Party. Right. And in Sneaky Dragon Listening Party, Dave would pick a theme, and he would play certain songs based on the theme. We would then discuss the songs afterwards. And when I do it, I go, Durr, it sounds nice. But you... Again, I'll bring up that you're a magician. Magician. Musician. Because <laughs> of my hacky jokes. That's right. <laughs> I see a leg coming out of that underwear. Um, and uh, it, now we're going to go maybe a deeper dive into these songs. But what what is the theme uh, that we're going for uh, this time around, Dave? Well, I don't think I could have got more random than this. Thing. So the theme we're, is we're coming, random. We're coming up to New Year's. Coming up to New Year's, it's yeah. a brand new year. As you know, we're going from 2022. So New Year's is about a brand new year. To 2023. Okay. <laughs> and so I chose as the top five songs, phone numbers. And I don't think you can get a thing that's more seasonal or... Seasonal is Christmas right. nuts three. <laughs> yeah. Could this have been a text uh, theme? That's my question. Text theme. I don't know. I don't know how many songs are in text. Okay, so uh, uh, Jenny, that song, 86753, and I'm sure we're going to play that one. Uh, Pennsylvania 6, 5,000. Of course, we're going to play that one. It's a good one. Uh, Those are both good songs. The parody movie uh, theme song, Transylvania 6, 5,000. Ed Begley Jr. and I think Jeff Goldblum, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah, all three of those songs are on this list, obviously. And? You have one? No, I'm... I got the I got the real ones written. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. So uh, let's 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 kick off this list. This is phone numbers. This is songs that have phone numbers in the title of the song. That's right. Not just in the song, but in the title. That's the right. Song. So it's not like "Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap," where they they say a phone number once in the song. Oh. And although I love that song dearly, I couldn't put it on this particular list. You couldn't. I'd be wrong. I did have it on the list, but then I had to take it off because I realized it. It was the only song they didn't have that's the number in the title, and I went, sure. oh, it's, that's silly. Had to take it off like the full Mountie. <laughs> yes, I had breakaway songs that I was pulling <laughs> pulling off of myself. Uh, so let's start off with the first song. This is Etta James. Okay. 
Etta James, who, by the way, actual name is James Etta. James Etta. Uh, but when she, um, she met, met this guy named Johnny Otis, who was like an L.A. producer, musician guy. And um, he changed her name to Etta James. He just flipped her name around and oh. gave her her stage name. Oh. At last. At last, she said. <laughs> so this is from a, a 1966 album called Call My Name. This is 842-3089, bracket, call my name, and bracket. Mm-hmm. Let's give it a listen, everyone. smooth and perfect because it's Etta James. <laughs> yeah, she's really great. There you go. <laughs> she screams a lot in it. I think she, there might be thumbtacks glued to her phone. <laughs> There's a lot she, of, ow! <laughs> ow! Yes, they, they littered the floor of Fame Studios <laughs> with thumbtacks, and so anytime she took a step to the left or right, she ended up stepping in a... Yeah. yeah they did a lot of that for Jerry Lee Lewis as well. She's interesting because she started off with Johnny Otis, who's a very like kind of like bluesy kind of guy. It was pop, it was pop music, but kind of bluesy pop music. 
And then later on, she she started working with uh, Cadet Records with uh, with Leonard Chess as a producer. And he's like, "What you need are a bunch of strings. This is going to break you. Everyone's going to love you." So they just slurped on the syrupy strings and got her singing over that. It did work for a little while, and then it, her career kind of went downhill. She was also a heroin addict. That doesn't help your career. Right. If you're, if you're sleeping a lot, no one wants to work with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is the sound of heroin. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> if you hear that sound, you know someone's on heroin nearby. And so, um, but by the mid-60s, she was kind of coming back. And she signed to Atlantic Records, and they did what, they, what Atlantic Records did, which is, hey, you're really good. Let's send you down to the Deep South. We want you to record with those guys down there. Mm. So originally it was to send people down to record with the Stax musicians. But then Stax was like, why are we lending our musicians to other record labels to have hit songs with when we could be having hit songs ourselves? So they put the kibosh on that. And then there was another uh, studio that opened down there in Muscle Shoals called Fame, which means something. It was like F-A-M-E. And it meant something. I don't know what, I'm, I don't know what it means now, but, but it had a name to it. And so, uh, and they had like this sort of, um, you know, super group of, of session musicians who could make any song sound bluesy. You know, that's, that's who backed, um, they backed, uh, Dusty Springfield on Son of a Preacher Man and, and did a lot of stuff with, with, um, Wilson Pickett, you know, like, so they, yeah, they're really like great. So, uh, anyway, you get that great, nice gut bucket, soul, soul sound. Love it. Anyhow, uh, speaking of gut bucket music. Yeah, the Partridge Family. Okay, uh, this is Echo it Valley was a TV show. Yes, and they were also a band. They were a fake band. They're a fake band. Yeah, but they were actually birds, and that's the most amazing. <laughs> that's right. Talks about that. Chirp, chirp. Yeah, birds sing. That's free. It's fine. <laughs> well, sense. originally, just so you guys know, originally they wanted the cow sills to be the Partridge Family because it was based on them, right? It was based on them, but because they wanted to replace the group's mother who all did sing in the group with the other cowsills, they wanted to replace her with, with uh, Shirley Jones. Shirley Jones, yeah. They are like, uh, no, her mom's part of the group. So so they didn't go for that. So they just took the idea of the cowsills and transplanted it into the Partridge family. Should have called them the cow family. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's right? a song that we're mooing. Come on, get mooing. You know, it could have been Keith Cow. And alliteration is funny. <laughs> I was in Christmas Nuts 3, you so should, I know. You know what you're talking about. My deck's not as big as Bob's deck. <laughs> Sorry, go on. You going to play? <laughs> so this is Echo Valley 2 6809 from their 1971 album Sound Magazine. Here we go. Sunshine laughter, a rainbow love that lasted after the rain. Mm-hmm. Now we're separated, and I've become a lonely runner. And when I rest, I hurt and I wonder if I'll ever see you again. Six, eight, oh, nine. I can see 
kind of song gets you in tiger beat that's a nice soft <laughs> song that the the teens are going to be yeah. fine with and like it felt like on the tv show they were always playing county fairs like it was always county fairs <laughs> i don't think that song would go over at a county fair they'd just okay. be walking by going eh, what's that about that's what i was because it sounds a lot like the wkrp theme song it's going to have that oh ah, yeah, well, yeah, so but beat it by by quite a few years. So. Yes. Yeah. Oh, many years. Uh, here's here's a question I got. Uh, <coughs> I don't know how much you know about the Partridge Family Show, uh, but who in in the in the continuity of the Partridge Family Show? Yeah. Who wrote the songs? Was that uh, Did they was that, showed uh, it? Da- da- Cassidy? David, David Cassidy? Cassidy, or was that uh, Mom, or was it who? who wrote? Danny. <laughs> Danny. Yeah. Danny maybe. Okay, Ruben, I got two bass players. I got yes, two Ruben. questions. One, uh, in the pilot episode, when I guess Dad's dead and they got to raise some money, so they become a band. Did like the little boy already know drums, and did Danny already know bass? Just coincidentally, they knew these these instruments, and they decided to be a band. Or boy. did they instantly just pick them up and go, "Bass ain't hard," because Danny don't know how to play no bass. <laughs> and it was fine. Like, uh, yeah, just curious about those two things. One, who wrote the songs? Was it uh, I, Keith? I, I like their weird idea that drums are so easy to play that a little kid can play them. That's fine. That's fine. He doesn't even speak English. <laughs> yeah, and drums. he's like a session drummer immediately. <laughs> stack records. Yeah, I, I, had, I used to watch it, but I have not literally read or looked at anything since the last time I saw it in 1975. Right. <laughs> so I don't, that's a good question. And was Reuben Kincaid, I assume... Reuben Kincaid did not have other acts, and 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 he was like he must have been a guy on the outs, and was like well, I'm, I on my, he... I'm on my last bit of luck, yeah. And then sees this. Wait, these guys! I can exploit these children and this lady. And uh, isn't he in love with Shirley Jones? What's that? Isn't he in love with Shirley Jones' character? Who wouldn't be? What? But like he's usually. I remember he was always reading Play Dude magazine. <laughs> Or whatever that Playplan. Playpen magazine. Okay. Playpen magazine was the playboy of sitcoms. I don't oh, remember. Right. Yeah. 
Man, I don't remember the show that well. It was a long time ago that I yeah, watched just kind of curious. The I, I, the show fascinated me because they seemed to be famous when they went outside to a fair, yeah. and everyone was like, ah, and then yeah. they go back home, and like no one gives two shits, <laughs> and like they have the bus outside. Yeah, it's clear it's them. Their the van name is on the bus. Yeah, and no one is ever knocking on the door, going, "Can we bang Keith?" <laughs> That's Ruben and Keith. Day. Oh yeah. Huh? yeah. But yeah, me. it was a very uh, a yacht rock sort of sound to that. Uh, yacht rock? Okay. Yep. <laughs> it's a smooth sound of the early 70s, you know. Yep. Goes down easy. All right. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's turn to the Marvelettes. <laughs> yes. Sure. This is from 1962. This is Beechwood 45789. Here we go, everyone. like okay because i've heard so much parodies and whatever of this type of music yeah it almost feels like it's a, like i feel like audrey too is going to show up at any moment and uh it's just yeah it's it's good and they're what it was but i've just heard too much of this parody wise that i can't really like digest well, this it. is not a parody this is from the actual tabular label yeah that's what i just said oh <laughs> i said like they're not oh okay but it's been so parodied yeah that I can't kind of digest the original thing because I just huh. think of the parodies when I see it. When uh, I played it at home, yeah. uh, Jennifer said, oh, it sounds like that SNL thing we watched the other night, which was a Christmas time for the Jews. Okay. Yes. The, uh, she said, oh. is that just them? That was no. the other thing that came in. One, it was Little Shop of Horrors, Christmas time for the Jews, and yeah, a couple other parody things like, okay. immediately come like to the mind. Ronettes. Was it the Ronettes that did? The Ronettes would have been like, yeah, they were the Phil Spector kind yeah. of. Because uh, I think it's the real artist. Yeah. It was not the Marvelettes, as opposed to it's a, the bigger name one. Or, or it's, uh, who's the girl that sings? Uh, Darlene Love? Yeah. 
Who was she in? Was she in? She was just. Was she just? She was just her Darlene Love. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe it was Darlene. Love. Not her real name. I forget now. Who does Christmas yeah. time? Another Phil Spector. Yeah. Man, that's good. Yes, it is. But that's why they're, cause they're doing they're doing Phil Spector, right? Who was Jewish, but who yeah. knew where the money was. What year is the Marvelette song? In Christmas music. What was, I that was 62, yeah. 62. yeah. So it, came out, it came out on the same album as uh, Please, Mr. Postman, mm-hmm. which is a better song, but not about <laughs> telephone numbers. <laughs> so it doesn't make so sense. So no! So we that. say no! <laughs> Sorry so everyone who thought, oh, that's a good song. Actually, the Carpenters did a version of Beechwood. I watched Four, that today, Four, five, too. seven, eight, nine. Oh. And they also did a version of Please, Mr. Postman as well. The Carpenters were just the Marvelettes for another decade. <laughs> they were. <laughs> and I don't know if they were... Darlene Love was the uh, singer. On oh, okay. okay. Oh, and, and, by the way, that sketch was... Uh, the animated sketch was handed in eight hours before it aired. Wow. What? The animated sketch, did you say? Yeah. So they just finished the cartoon and, and got it in, like, in yeah, the last Yeah, eight hours minute. before. Wow. Yeah. That's like South Park uh, hours. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Crank out a stop motion thing. <laughs> huh. All right, so let's move away once again. Where I tried to, like, because a lot of these songs were uh, kind of soul songs, I tried to, like, vary it a little bit. So the next one is the B-52s mm-hmm. with another phone number song. This is 6060842. Okay. Which is no phone number I've ever heard, so I wonder if they just inverted the numbers. But anyway. Oh, uh, From their, their 1979 album, the B-52s. You know, the one with Rock Lobster on it. The good one. Anyway... Here they are. Thank you. 
And here we are again. Exciting, right? It feels like a song at the concert that's a good song while you're waiting for Rock Lobster. <laughs> I'm like, like, should I go to the bathroom now? Yeah, yeah. this is the bathroom. Yeah, this is the bathroom song. <laughs> the bathroom. Rock Lobster will be on soon, though. Rock Lobster was the closing song for yeah, the show. Yeah, for sure. It was yeah. their 50-minute long... It, 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 it felt like filler. It felt like... This felt like filler? In fact, yeah. Oh, I like this song a lot. In fact, Jennifer said, yeah. uh, I would have skipped this on the album. Oh, really? <laughs> That's what she thought. Oh, I love this song. I don't think I would okay. skip it, but it felt like... It almost feels, this feels like a B-52 parody song, but it's just so original. When yeah. did the B-52s actually start as a band? Uh, mid, <laughs> mid-70s. Mid your thick Scandinavian accent. <laughs> Mid-70s, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I like the song. It is, it is a nice song. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it does feel like that. It's funny, like the B-52s played at the PNE. So we listened to the concert on our steps. <laughs> did they do this song? Oh, of course. They, I don't know if they did this song, but they did play Rock Lobster. I remember hearing that. <laughs> yeah. uh, Rock Lobster! And I could go to the bathroom in my own house, which was uh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't. You went out in the yard just to That's pee. right. And I called it the P-52. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, we saw them uh, open, or not open, but we saw them play live a couple of years before at the P&E. Oh, nice. Oh, were they nice? Was it good? Yeah, it was good. And did they play this? I don't remember them playing this song. Though, okay. Sexo, sexo. <laughs> Eight bar two. <laughs> it's funny because uh, on a side note, I was looking at how this this is the only, uh, well, I won't say it yet, uh, but this song here is the title is written 6060-842. Yes. Not how you would normally write a phone number. No, no. Right. Now, Drew Carey either had a joke or he mentioned it in his book. I can't remember. Okay. He says, if you ever want to throw people off and you're saying, yeah, I'm having a party, here's my number if you need to call me, and you write your phone number down. This is pre- Area code time. Yeah. yeah. You put the dash in the wrong spot and people will not know what you're talking about. <laughs> and so my friend tried it and people were just like, what is this? This is my phone number. And they just, they just look at it like, how, do, how would I even dial? How would I dial this number? It's so funny. Yeah. And I yeah. mean, when you see it written like that, it doesn't look like a phone number. Yeah. No. It's just, where's the dash on my phone? Yeah. There's, there's no, no dash. There's no dash. Yeah. How could I possibly do this? And it's just a it's fun true. thing. Like if you look at a British phone number and it has dashes in weird places just, to your eyes, you're like, all right. What, why is there just two numbers at the beginning what's of this? With, I don't understand. What's with this umlaut? <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Numerical well, I funny, umlaut. But I don't remember if it was in that book. Dirty, dirty, dirty jokes and beer. Is that what Drew Carey's book? Yep, was? that's right. Yeah, it's I think I have it in the next row. I got right over there. I think we're all trying for it. Wow. Yeah. So that uh, that stood out to me, and I thought that was good. And it was. It was a fun song. Poor Tina hanging around in the bathroom. Yeah. Reads reads the thing that says "phone this number for a good time" and calls it, and it's out of service. You know what I did one time. No, okay. half serious yes. and half joking. Okay. Maybe I'll be mostly joking because it's so pathetic. There was a stall <laughs> at UBC that had a lot of writing at it. Okay. And I, I was uh, using the facilities one time. And I mm. said, I'm going to write a little note here on the wall. And I yeah. said, I'm in love with two girls. What am I going to do? <laughs> and then I went back. And it was just full of like, you loser. You go up, you fucking like, oh, Don't write anything on the wall in the bathroom. Yeah. He saw that and he said, I'm going to invent Twitter. I, mean, I should have. I did not. I did not. I didn't. I took it uh, to sad. I went sad. <laughs> you could have made $44 billion. <laughs> Live and learn. Yep. And then gone. I should have sold it to that guy. That was a bad thing to do. That's fun. All right. Final song. Wilson Pickett. Mm, mentioned earlier. Wicked Wilson Pickett, as he was mm. called. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inventor of the picket sign. And the flying pickets. <laughs> this song is not... This song was not written by Pickett. This is by uh, Steve Cropper, member of Booker T and the MGs. House band for Stax Records, we were talking about earlier. And uh, he wrote this with Eddie Floyd. And best known for Big Bird. 
We love that song, right? Big Bird? Anyway, not the Sesame Street character. No, that's good. No, <laughs> and this song uh, harkens back to the Marvelettes. The number is 6345789, Soulsville, USA. Oh. Let's give a listen. That's one of those songs that I'm aware is good, but it's not for me. <laughs> you said this before, so you, yeah. you just, you, it's like the technically I realize yeah. this is a good song, yeah, but you're just not into like that style of of singing or. Well, that. it's like I walk into a jazz club and I'm like, okay, those guys are really swinging. They're really great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I'm just here for the reefer. <laughs> I can still get that right. Yeah. <laughs> the reefer is a drink they make. It's uh, yeah. just Coca-Cola and 7-Up. <laughs> and a cigarette. <laughs> That's what it deserves. Yeah. 
That's a fun song. It's, I just like that they also they reference the Marvelettes in the song itself. Oh, okay. I missed that. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, it's 5789 is also in the... Oh, 45789. 45789. In fact. Yeah. That's what I was taking account of. Because every one of these songs, except for the B-52s, ends in a nine. Okay. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I guess it's Why easy, do you think that is? Easy to rhyme. I Rhyme and nine. And Jenny, yeah, 8675309. Yeah. And so, because I wrote that as a little note. Dan, you tell me to do <laughs> huh. yeah. I mean, I really like the Tommy Two Tone song, but I feel like everyone it's not knows like they the rhyme song. stuff with nine, right? Nine. I, what rhymes with nine? Line, Swine, divine. Line. Yeah, they don't rhyme have, stuff in the songs with it. I don't know if they do. I like you think it would be two, like ending with two. It's like now we're talking. Well, two about. would be not bad, but nine is a good like has a good close to it as well. It has a nine. And it's a oh, and you single syllable. Nine, nine, it's a si- nine. single syllable. It's not like seven or it's whatever. It's good on the guitar. Nine. <laughs> Rhymes with number line nine. if you're going to have anybody on the line. On the oh, line. Right, right. You're on number the line. Nine. That's right. But yeah, because he had the I mean, Richwood it, four it, five. It, uh, yeah, Jenny is like, uh, make you mine, eight, six, seven, five, three, oh, nine, which doesn't rhyme. Mine, well, mine and bullshit sound alike. Rhyme. <laughs> what mine and eight uh, nine mine, mine and uh, nine. Nine. Oh, I guess it does. Yeah, You're yeah. right. It is yeah. a it is a clear rhyme. <laughs> My apologies to uh, Johnny Two Tone, Tommy Two Tone, Philly Two Tone, or Tommy Two Tone. He I apologize didn't. to Tommy Tune and Tommy Two Tone. <laughs> and, and so I'm figuring. And Tommy Two Timer. I did the math. Okay. Thank God. Oh. And if you say that Beechwood yeah. is BW, okay. and the numeric equivalent is 2 and 9, yeah. and that Echo Valley yes. EV. is EV, and it's 3 and 8, yeah. if you add up every number separately yeah. out of all of this, it adds up to 182. <laughs> but <laughs> yes. if you treat all of the numbers as numbers in their millions, yeah. It adds up to twenty-seven million six hundred two thousand three hundred eighteen. Wow! Yeah, and I thought I huh. thought these guys probably aren't going to go that way. And <laughs> yeah, the, you the, know what I th- I would say is also if you added up all the cast members of the full Mountie, uh, <laughs> they also added up to one hundred eighty-two. Uh, their ages. Their ages. <laughs> yeah, their ages. Yes. Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> Actually, it was older than that. Good. Easily I'm, being, I'm being way too generous with the full mountain. I'm so sorry. And well, I had another. Jason the, brought it okay. down a bit. The, uh, do you ever watch? There's a guy on YouTube called the Professor of Rock. He's okay. not really a professor. He's not a professor. I don't think he's really a professor. Okay. Oh, not accredited. Not and, accredited. And he, so he's not a uh, rock doc. He's not a rock doc. He has no tenure. <laughs> <laughs> but he did a yeah. thing the other day about the band Sugarloaf. Okay. Okay. And they had a song called uh, Don't Call Us, We'll Call You. I see. This was their comeback. Oh. They did the Green-Eyed Lady, Lovely yeah. Lady, right? <laughs> and they had some failures. Whoops. I keep hitting this. Yes. Uh, they had some failures yeah. in the CBS Records. They were desperate. Their, their labels had collapsed. And so at the beginning of their song, speaking of phone numbers, yeah. there's touch tone sound. Okay. And that's the phone number for CBS Records. Oh. But they also have it at the end of the song. And that's the phone number for the White House. They got, they got in trouble. We're putting the White House phone number in there. Bad idea. Yeah. Bad <laughs> name idea. it, but clever people that know tones figured it out. That's kind of fun. There's a song by the DBs called Ask for Jill, and it does have the phone number for, I can't remember which record company, but a record company in New York at that time, you could call that. If you call the number they tell you, then you would, you would get through to Jill, I guess, if you asked for Jill. Wow. She was there. Mm. Very nice. nice. How, why they would thank her for her help by putting her name into a song and recommend people call her, that's a different question. 
Those were enjoyable songs, David. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Dave. And what's your phone number? Six zero four eight five seven triple triple eight four. Excellent. When did they stop using Beechwood? And uh, that's should really? probably shouldn't put your real phone number on, on the show, <laughs> or at least set it to music. Why? <laughs> Fair enough. What are people going to do? Phone me? Yes, that's how phones work. And and Dave answers the phone. I do answer the phone, but but a square. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> You have to push an extra digit at when you call me mm. to make it go through to me. That cuts out all computer calls. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's nice. Oh. So your phone is silent all the time. Pretty much. No big just brothers. My mom, just my mom calling and uh, other relatives that never call me. I'm sorry never that, call me. I'm sorry that you have to listen to me read letters. Right oh, now. is it letter time? It's letter time. I didn't, uh, I didn't call my mom this Christmas oh. until two days after Christmas. Did you pretend to her that it was still Christmas? No. Were you gaslighting her? <laughs> no, I didn't. I was like, hey. And she's like, oh, finally, or something like that. I was like, hey, you have a phone, too. Call me. That's true. And the joy call continues. <laughs> <laughs> you can call me. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we, we had my uh, sister uh, and her husband on the, the FaceTime uh, okay. for, for our dinner, which was nice. And it just reminded me of like when I was a kid and we had like the call from grandma that had to be like <laughs> two minutes long because it was long distance and yeah, we'd yeah. lose the house if it was any longer than that. I was like, sure. say hi to your grandmother. <laughs> say hi to your grandma, I got it. She doesn't care. Just go, go, go. Can you believe how expensive these call? Oh my God, shut up. Yeah, it was a nice tense. Christmas. So your, your, your sister and your brother-in-law weren't physically present here for my si- my sister and my brother-in-law uh dale and her husband were in uh, oh Vernon, they're Vernon. in they're in another place yeah. okay they're in Vernon, and their that phone number sense. is <laughs> it would be fun to have them here but still make them come in on facetime from downstairs <laughs> go in the other room that was actually fun i uh i introduced my family to vr Okay, and I did it in the way that you know you you, you kind of sucker people in because you got to go like because they're all I don't want to play video games. No, I don't want to play video games. Well, there's this uh, thing where it's like you know Google Maps. Well, you know you just put this in, it'll take you to anywhere in the world. Like you know like an old address of yours. So I enter an old address of theirs and and put it on their head. Like oh my god, I'm there. Like yeah, you can walk <laughs> around your old neighborhood and you can go back in time like ten years if you want and do this. Like, Holy shit. And my nephew was impressed. I was like, my old car is here. Yeah, of course your old car is here. It was fun. And then uh, my niece loves horror things. So I was like, I'll show you something a little scary. And then uh, showed her this walk in the plank. Uh, game. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, and that's, that's I played fun. that. Yeah, and you're, you're quite brave on it. Uh, and then uh, she wanted to show my, uh, Guys, my, sis- my sister. Guys, it's not real. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it does feel real. It can and then be uh, showed it to my sister. And there's a horror element to it. And my sister, I uh, was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm not going to get scared. And then she got scared. And she, like, <laughs> smashed into the wall. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of get away from something that is not real. And right. we're all aware that it's not yeah, real. Yeah. But when it's coming at you, sure. Jesus, you got to back up. Yeah. They could trick you. Good fun had by all. But the people upstairs, all they heard was just these random screams. <laughs> and then someone went, I'm going to see what this is about. And that was my sister coming downstairs. And then next thing you hear, Susan, smash! <laughs> like everyone's fine everything's okay all fine <laughs> merry christmas everybody um okay so last week we asked here's what we asked what's something weird your family did when you were growing up mm. yeah if you have an answer to that you're welcome to answer that and also what's a food dish you think about all the time but can never have again <laughs> uh and why did why is why can we never have it again 
Oh, uh, because uh, either it uh, doesn't exist anymore, perhaps it's on, okay, like uh, uh, McDLT. Oh. You know, it's like you can never have that again. Yeah. Or, uh, we were uh, eating at Martini's, which is clo- was just closed now. Yes, I heard. And yeah. so we were eating our, some of our favorite food there, and Mary said, Mary asked that question, said, what's some of your favorite food that you can That you can't get anymore. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And something weird, let me think, I'll see if I can All add right. anything also, uh, this. Uh, eggnog. I'm very lactose intolerant for eggnog for some reason, so I can't really have that anymore, though I do like it. And for Dave, he can have uh, Australian candies that we're going to have. Um, so uh, the answers we've gotten, uh, and, and also just general letters, uh, were from our friend Louise. So Louise. first of all, we wish you, we wish you happy uh, holidays. And uh, she says, my go-to dish for special occasions used to be Salmon Wellington at the Cannery Restaurant. Oh, that's a great... I've had that at the Cannery, and you cannot get that anymore. No, I agree, Louise. Because it closed in 2010. <laughs> yep. And she'd use an entertainment book uh, coupon to defray the cost. Remember those things? You get the half off. Uh, the recipe has been published, and my sister made it once, but it was a lot of work. It's a salmon filet inside a puff pastry stuffed with mushrooms, shrimp, foie gras. And a salmon mousse. It's served with a Pinot Noir sauce. Pinot Noir sauce. I don't know. Is it Pinot Noir? Sure. You, you, Pinot do, Noir. you do the Pinot Pinot Noir. Let's go Pinot Noir. Oh, very good. Noir. <laughs> uh, a former cannery chef still makes it, uh, makes it at his Pink Peppercorn restaurant on Kingsway near Knight Street. But it's quite pricey. Mm, well, including tax and tip. Well, yeah. It's got foie gras in it. And yeah. Salmon. Well, you're looking at about $50 for just the entree. And there's no spectacular view of Burrard Inlet and the North Shore Mountains to distract you from the total on your bill. <laughs> That's reasonable. $50. I don't think I ever went to the cannery. But you obviously didn't. Yes. You no, I never did. Never? All right. It's very nice. I don't mind the flawed leading character in The Happiest Season. Dave talked about that movie last week. But I get <laughs> what Dave is talking about. So frustrating. So I'll recommend uh, an earlier movie that has both the gay couple passing as straight friends and the fake fiancé to fool the parents tropes. And that's Ang Lee's The Wedding Banquet mm. in 1993. It's a good movie. A hetero fake date rom-com <laughs> uh, from this year that I enjoyed on Netflix was The Wedding Season. Okay. Our former improv a Christmas uh, movie? colleague uh, Vina, Vina Sood, uh, has a big role as one of the matchmaking parents whose meddling drives a man and a woman to agree to be each other's plus ones during the long summer wedding season in the South Asian community. Mm. Each wedding they attend has its own venue and theme, so you get to see a wide variety of colorful decor and wedding attire. And she wishes <laughs> us happy last podcast of 2022. Nice. Thank For you. Some reason doesn't say anything about uh, Jason. It feels very rude. Oh, <laughs> what are you going to do? Anywhere. At least we had the cannery, Louise. <laughs> <laughs> Edward, uh, oh, go ahead, please. Because there's a restaurant in uh, White Rock called Uli's. Uh, and uh, the guy that ran Uli's went to the auction for the cannery and got some of their memorabilia. Okay. okay. Put it up. And I was just like, oh, the cannery, the Salmon Wellington. Holy cow. <laughs> <God, that's good." laughs> nice. uh, uh. Edward Draganski writes, Greetings <coughs> from the void of holiday limbo, or as Ian calls it, holiday taint. <laughs> it was a sad Christmas this year since we had COVID and couldn't have anyone over or go anywhere. Ugh. But they say whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And you're the Hulk. Uh, I, I get to see my folks and kids tomorrow while my daughter is still in town. Better late than never with what little Christmas spirit we all have less left. The entire house is testing negative. That's good. So we're just kind of picking up uh, the pieces around here. And we're ready to ring in the new year. Very good. Other than any weird or strange wives' tales or family superstitions my mom believed, 
in as we were growing up. We were a normal and basic family unit. The holidays were all by the book. We got to open one gift on Christmas Eve before Mass, and the rest we opened Christmas morning. Did you open a Christmas gift on Christmas Eve, or was it just all? Always the Christmas morning. Me too. I tried to get our parents to do that. Tradition and new dice jack. <laughs> <laughs> Not self, no self interest there at all. I know my dad had his share of putting together race tracks, trains, and pedal cars together late into the hours of Christmas Eve. We emptied our stockings first, then opened gifts in rotation. I remember that the best, uh, my best friend uh, got to open all their gifts from one another on Christmas Eve, and I was so jealous of that. <laughs> then on Christmas morning at his house, they woke up to gifts that Santa left. Oh. Our families uh, went to Christmas Eve mass together. So I knew uh, that right after uh, his family was going home to open gifts, and we got to open one. We all did the milk and cookies for Santa's thing, Santa thing, set up the tree after Thanksgiving, and drove around looking at the Christmas lights. You know, pretty normal. I do remember uh, one thing that gave, uh, that I gave my kids when they were little, a bag of reindeer food. The idea was to sprinkle it outside for Santa's reindeer to eat while he was delivering toys. The stuff the reindeer food uh, made was uh, supposed to dissolve outside overnight, from the dew and look at if the rain look as if the reindeer ate it. So the kids looked outside. It was miraculously gone, eaten by reindeer. Do you remember <laughs> this stuff at all? Seriously, I think armadillos ate the stuff. <laughs> there we go. Um, I was thinking like you got to put it on the roof though, right? Well, yeah, they're not. So you got to get the kids on the roof. <laughs> yeah, <it's fun. laughs> Everyone on the roof. Then we roof. It seems yeah. like a dangerous precedent. I think they're in Texas, so I think it was hot. You know who was a dangerous precedent was that uh, Donald Trump character. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we don't talk politics here. You give him a chance. We'll see how his second round is. Speaking of eating, pause for Ian. All right. Okay. Good. I can think of several specific recipes that I will go to my grave without, and they all belong to my grandma, uh, Mary uh, Dragansky. Uh, grandma Mary kept all her secrets of cooking in her head, and they died with her. Uh. My cousin uh, Christine, her only uh, granddaughter, was given all her recipes, but none of them were the same as we remember. <laughs> I told you about the snow apple recipes that my grandma made, apple slices, applesauce, and strudel. I'll never have those from uh, her kitchen again. The way my grandma made pasta sauce, or gravy as she called it, <laughs> uh, was so much her own, and I'll never have anything close to that ever again. She did this thing uh, where she added Parmesan and Romano cheese to the gravy at the last minute to thicken it right up before adding it to the pasta. It was like magic, and no one can replicate this exact way she did it. Huh. Hmm. Sounds like a challenge. Can anyone <laughs> out there do it? It's a challenge. Grandma also made these cookies she called yeast cookies. And it burns my mom to this day that she can't duplicate the recipe, <laughs> as her mother-in-law did for years. They were my favorite. And when I went home to Chicago for my grandmother's funeral, my great-aunt, Grandma's sister, took me out to, to a freezer in my grandmother's garage and dug out a tin, tin from the deep freeze. These are for you. Your grandmother was saving them for you. Huh. They were the last of the yeast cookies from my grandma's kitchen. And I had the last tin of them. There was a sticker on the lid uh, on the date they were made, and written underneath it said, Save for Eddie. My <laughs> great-aunt said, Take these home, they're yours, and don't share them with anyone. Your grandma made them just for you. That's I took nice. my time eating them over the next year because I knew it was the last food I'd ever enjoy from her. Wow. you got to take that to a lab and just have them break it down and then you find <laughs> out. Reverse engineering. That's enough for now. I finally got to celebrate some Christmas tomorrow. All my friends and sneakers out there, enjoy the new year as we celebrate it for the com this coming weekend. Good cheer and good health to all. You hear that, Dave? Good health to you. 
Thank you. So good help. Throwing that over there. <laughs> Sniffles. And he also says, I might have to buy one of those Jackie Chan stunt t-shirts. Oh, yeah. Those are great. Thanks for they posting are, it. They are great. And then our friend Mick, the bringer of chocolates. Yes. Uh, the bringer of treats. <laughs> uh, the bringer of wallets. Uh, says, hey, gents. Thanks for the shout out. Glad the festive treats reached Canada in time. I disagree with David. What? Yeah, all right. Sorry. Uh, that the British don't produce good rom-coms. For me, Four Weddings is still the go-to template from which all rom-coms should aspire. <laughs> Even with uh, Andy McDowell's clangor of a final line, is it still raining? I hadn't noticed. That's when you know she's not writing the noodle. <laughs> I also thought that your Christmas or mine was one of the best of the genre uh, for this year's festive rom-coms. Okay. It had a lot of heart, which is the element missing from so many of Christmas in the rom-com genre. And something weird that my family, or at least my dad did growing up, was uncensored farting when there were guests around. He didn't seem to have any inhibition about letting loose a full-volume trumpeter, no matter who was visiting. So awkward when we had friends over. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I could list the endless summary of other weirdness, but best to just leave them in the past for now. Thank you, Mick, and Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to everyone. Yep. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> yes. Exactly. All right, so we got to come up with questions for... Uh, oh, for shit. And the traditional thing that we do is, of course, asking the guests to come up with one. <laughs> okay. Um, and it can just be anything, right? It, doesn't it can to... be anything. You know, it could be something to do with, uh, you know, what's the weirdest place you've ever stripped? <laughs> you could Jericho say like you, you could say an art center on a beach, something like that. <laughs> Dress as a mountie, for example. Oh. I think there is a picture of me as a Mountie in my uh, underwear uh, from a show that I did, the Canadian content show. <laughs> my question first. is: Is Iron Man three a Christmas movie? <laughs> no, it's just, like all Shane Black movies, <laughs> yes. No, is The Nice Guys a Christmas movie? Oh. Is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang a Christmas? Movie? Christmas Bang Bang is a Christmas movie. Oh, Christmas Bang Bang! <laughs> <laughs> Kiss Kiss Christmas. Chris Bang Kismas. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, stalling because it shouldn't be that hard to come up with a question. Yeah. And yet when somebody says, hey, you know. Do you have we have question? leftover questions on the pile? I don't think so. No. Nope. All right. Come up with one. What yeah. is, uh, what, uh, uh, well, why don't we go back to what we were saying? What was your first time uh, flying in an airplane? Oh, there we go. What was your first time flying in an airplane, and what you what you think about it? Yeah, where was it? Uh, did you get to go up to the cabin? <laughs> Talked with the. Uh, whatever. Did you get to do that? Yeah. Oh, I never did. They used to do that all the time. Mm. You go up there, and the guy would be sitting there, and they'd always be sitting uh, facing you, not looking out the window. <laughs> and you'd be like, "Don't you got to touch the stick thing?" <laughs> nope. Autopilot. Airplane. <laughs> a funny thing, I think, if I was a pilot, here's what I think. And so you're the kid, right? Yeah. And like, uh, you know, a uh, little uh, Jason uh, Dedrick would like to meet you. Like, oh, all right. And turn around. Jason, do you know how to fly a plane? Because uh, no one here does. We all thought the other guy did. And uh, don't tell nobody. But what, what do you think? What, what, what's the first button I should push? <laughs> Like what looks like wheels to you? <laughs> Is there anything? Can you read? Am I left my glasses at home? Right, <laughs> reading wheels. Yeah. The funny thing was. <laughs> <laughs> is that it wasn't like uh, I asked to go up. It's like they came back and they're like, hey, do you want to go up to the cabin? I'm like, I'm okay. And Dad's like, no, go up to the cabin. I, I don't need to. No, go. I don't want to. It was forced to go to the cabin yeah, to see yeah. the guy. Then flying back from England, we went up of our own free will. Okay. Yeah. Huh. 
and saw the guy with his back to the. This is when you were thir- yeah. thirty-five. Hey, Jason, uh, how do you get all these birds off the windshield? <laughs> like they shouldn't fly right in, though. They should Can know I go that we're back going. to my seat. Ah, well, you will, you will. okay, very good. All right. You ever drink liquor? Because <laughs> in the sky, there's no rules. You know that, right? You can commit murder up here, and who's gonna who's gonna like uh, arrest you? The sky cops? Not this guy. Yeah, not this guy. This guy didn't know him. That's my brother-in-law. I had to give him a job. <laughs> anyway, back you go. Enjoy that veal. Stay away from the fish. Where do you think the parachutes are kept, Jason? <laughs> that would be great. Like, they must have some parachutes, right? Like, it'd be weird to have a plane with no parachutes at all. Right? Like, they must have for the, you know, like for the pilot, right? Like, he must get a parachute. I get one. Yeah. The stewardess must get one. But what about you people? <laughs> I mean, you got the floaty thing down below. It feels like a parachute would be a better way to go, right? <laughs> like, it's, a, it's air problems more than it is uh, yeah. swimming problems. Water right? problems. Yeah, it's just like I'm in an airplane that's crashing. You know what I need? A boat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, Jason, you tell me. This is a good bit. I like this. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I'm sorry, short, Jason. That seems like... That would seem very dangerous. I mean, I, I know it's probably some of them would survive, but it seems like most people who jumped out of a plane with parachutes on would just plummet to their death before or they I mean, figured sucked it out. into the engine. Sucked into the engine. <laughs> all kinds of horrible disasters. Like, crashing like... into each other and knocking themselves unconscious in midair. And... Yeah. I'm not, I'm like, I'm no expert on parachutes. Yeah. But it'd be, inter- it'd be good if you had, like, a parachute that could then become a boat. Like, the parachute. It feels like, it feels like the thing that uh-huh. you make a parachute out of. Yeah could also be Silk. floaty, yeah. right? It also floats. So, like, when it lands on the water, you're like, oh, and you climb on top of it, and then yeah. you're, uh... You know. Tilt it over and just float. I don't think it... mesh. I don't think you'd want a parachute that was that rigid, though. Probably not. But it's just saying. Again, I know nothing of, of parachute Yeah, I'm just trying to think parachute of, Parachute like... pants. <laughs> right. Everyone gets a pair of parachute pants. Yeah. Parachute club, you know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But parachutes... Yeah, they get, like, at least... You get a, two hits out of that. A parachute club. You rise yeah. up, and then you get dancing at the feet of the moon, I believe. <laughs> I got a Luba. What? These are real obscure Canadian <laughs> band names. Anyway, uh, so we need a secondary question. Uh, what was your first phone number? <laughs> Bad. <laughs> you don't have to include an area code, and so you yeah, go. you don't have to include it. You don't have to include it because when we were little, there was no area code to our phone number. Yeah. Your first phone number, <laughs> or better yet, what was your friend's first phone number? <laughs> <laughs> Back when you could memorize phone numbers and you had a whole bunch locked in your head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How many you got now? There you go. Five. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> maybe barely. Ten? Anyway, so those are the two. I know the second one's a little, uh, you know. There you go. But, but, uh, <laughs> but I don't have to use it. It's just a, just a joke. Yeah, it's, no, it's an excellent. No, it's a, no, it's a joke, but it's a good joke. Okay. How about how about this? Like with the with the phone number thing, is like uh, yeah, uh no. Let's go with that. What's your? <laughs> <laughs> makes no sense. It just people be listing numbers. <laughs> that's wrong. No, that, that makes sense. Uh, I'm curious. Sense. I'm curious. Okay, so the first one is what was the first plane you were on? And like, okay, I'm gonna go with this. And it's like, what's a what's a New Year's resolution you actually kept? What's something you decided mm. to do on like New Year's? I'm going to do this, and you actually did it, and well, it worked, and it stuck. How about that? Well, like I did, I did that once. I have one resolution that stuck. What was that? I didn't say the word xylophone for a whole year. <laughs> <laughs> and as a professional xylophone player, <laughs> it never, it never came up. Difficult. Did you tell people you wouldn't say that word? 
Uh, yeah. So they try and trick you into saying it? Uh, not really. They well, tried me that night. My bangy yeah. board. <laughs> and I almost did say it once and I had to catch myself. Yeah. Oh, like it's... <laughs> What's wrong? I said, all right. I'll tell you in six months. <laughs> one resolution. So if you're looking for a resolution that's easy to keep, that's not a bad one. I don't think I've ever made a New Year's resolution. That's not too late. So is your New Year's resolution to not make one? <laughs> yes. Okay. Successful so far. So here's the thing. If you want to contact us, you do it this way. It's so simple. I'll tell you. Here it goes. Just call these numbers. Um, it's uh, We got uh, email. At SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com. SneakyD at SneakyDragon.com. You can go on Facebook to SneakyDragon. Hey, and we're there. And you can post something there. Or you can go on Twitter, Sneaky underscore Dragon. That's where we tweet. And you can see a tweet of mine that got seen by, as of now, 3 million people, (laughs) if you want. But not on Sneaky Dragon, on my own personal one. Uh, You can go to Tumblr. That's uh, SneakyDragon.tumblr.com. Sure. Yeah? Or what all the cool kids are doing. They're going to SneakyDragon.com. Listen, the fun you can have there, you can can download any one of our, or listen live, to any one of our, not live, but you can listen online, to any one of our podcasts past. Sneaky Dragon, Sneaky Dragon Listening Party, Fansplainers, uh, Completely Beatles, Totally Tintin, Full Marks, Dave is looking at his watch. I'm going on too long. Or (laughs) what you can do is underneath each episode, we have space uh, for you to leave a message. And you can leave a message there answering our question. So there you go. That's one of those things you can do. Jason, is there anything that you wanted to plug that people can see of yours that is online or in some place that they would like go, I want more Jason. That's not enough Jason. Besides going to all of our past Boxing Day episodes and listening to your past things. That would probably be the best. Otherwise, you can always go to YouTube and search out Danny Fenton line dance <laughs> and you'll get to see old footage of me pretending to be a line dancer very good that danny good. fenton but line yeah. dance now now david would you mind trying to find that and putting it as yeah a i will i will do that i'll put that All on right. the website and where can we find the full uh mountie online oh <laughs> gosh don't google the full mountie but maybe who knows otherwise the review is there and you can imagine what it would be like that's right that reviewer for what you were saying like it sounded like oh no this is too bad but like that reviewer was delighted everybody loved it sickened <laughs> there's no reason i mean i get it i sure i get it like why wouldn't you yeah it's old tried and true sketches people having fun yeah. you get a little bit tipsy Sure. But write a new show. I I really enjoy the <laughs> idea is a, of, of that being on a poster saying, everybody loved it and it's sick of me. Jason, Joel Siegel. But this is really like a, this is really like a uh, real, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It doesn't matter. This is like a real uh, recommendation that musicians, not ma- magicians, <laughs> continue on with their, with their trite garbage that we've all heard a million times because that's what people love. That's right. They eat it up. The more they've heard it, the better they like it. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes the corny stuff, the stuff that's embarrassing, that's the stuff people really enjoy. Anyway, we've been sponsored by the Giggle Dam, which is somewhere. Port Moody? I don't know. Quitlam, Port something. Celebrating 30 great years of making you laugh. I auditioned for it, and uh, my roommate didn't tell me I got the part, so I'm not in it. That's a true story. Really? Yes, it is. Back when it was called Mazamese, and it was on Davy Street. Okay. And my roommate... Uh, it was a, it did not pass on the message that I got the role, and so I did not get in the show. Oh, and, that's too uh, bad. And then oh. later on, I made my own dinner theater show. Yeah. 
That's, I guess that's something. It is. It really was something, and in many ways, it's as embarrassing <laughs> as the full <laughs> mounting. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Thank you for being our guest. Always a delight to Thank have you, you here. Thank you, fellas. We will, we will see you again next year, uh, and uh, unless we have some anniversary thing in the meantime. Uh, <laughs> and uh, stay well, David. Oh, thank you. All right. Thanks. And everyone out there, stay well. And everyone, Happy New Year! Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot in old in old lang syne in old lang syne we'll drink a cup of kindness yet for old lang the cat. <laughs> that is the euphemism I've never heard before. <laughs> 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 <laughs>